Hey, yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to episode 23 of D Godcast, the podcast by DGens for DGens, where absolutely nothing, even with today's baller guest, is financial advice. Today is August 9th. It's JB, part of your trio of hosts. As always, we appreciate y'all tuning in. And if you want to support the pod, please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Feel free to chuck love over to dgodcast.soul. But most importantly, tell your friends that you'll slash their tires if they don't listen to the show. So this week's episode is brought to you by Helio. Helio is the new kick-ass Web3 payment platform in town with a team of insanely fast builders making it easy for any project to accept soul and dust payments for e-commerce, subscriptions, gated discords, tip jars, and more. Hundreds of members of the D-Gods community are already using Helio to sell everything from D-Beans to woven sweaters, D-Shoey tip jars to BrewGods IPA. Matter of fact, we started using Helio ourselves, or will once it's live, as a subscription platform for our YouTube live streams, and we are big fans of the UX. Plus, Helio charges zero fees, and they'll be minting an NFT soon to enable access to Helio X, their premium product. So head over to heliohel.io, jump into the Discord, and verify as an OG to secure your whitelist spot. And we are also brought to you by the Chads at DBeans, who've got a little something new for y'all. So you already know that D Gods are the first at everything, first to perform a complete, unique art upgrade to the OG collection. First to hit a $300 million market cap on Solana, and now the first project to immortalize its great founder, Frank himself, as a a Lego minifig. Yep, you heard that right. Brought to you by the guys that created D-Beans, everyone's favorite espresso blend. For a limited time of 333 hours, not a math guy, so no clue how long that actually is. D-Bricks will be taking orders capped at a limit of 999 for a special customized Frank Lego minifigure built with original Lego parts that you can either use as a keychain or place on a D-God's brick on your dashboard or desktop. This high-quality, high-res 1,800 dots per inch print is the ultimate D-God's flex that you can take on the go. Because if you take your balaclava on the go, you're going to get arrested. Head to at hey underscore D-Bricks or dbricks.xyz to secure your order now. All right. We got the DDAO's favorite alpha caller with us today. People have been screaming when ZK Shark in the streets for weeks now. Facts. But before all that, chapter. Hit him with the decap. Brought to you by D Stables. <clears throat> Shout out to the Stables. <clears throat> all right. Uh, yo, uh, just want to say a salute to the homies who's still in the game after the series of unfortunate events on the slippery slope last week. Uh, use protection. And uh, shout out to the homies on the timeline spamming, I got clothes. While some of us are still waiting for tracking numbers. <clears throat> I see you. <laughs> but uh, for the recap, first, this motherfucking economy-sized merchandise crushed hella mailboxes and cracked pavement in driveways and doorsteps after scattered showers of gargantuan God t-shirts were fired off from God's HQ this week. Our sources back at HQ confirm a week prior... Someone was running around the facility saying, let's 10x this regarding other topics and a miscommunication <laughs> occurred. Seems legit. Check the dryer for updates. <laughs> Secondly, the one thing that is always on time, <clears throat> unfortunately, it is with mm. great sadness and gut wrenching pain. 
I must inform you that dust having rewards have been split yet again. As of August 6th, stake dead gods receive 7.5 dust per day. And D gods, bruh, GG, bro, 2.5. Feels like 10 Wojak memes. Yo, stay strong, bros. All right. <clears throat> Finally, the long foreshadowed and teased Utes NFT project brought to you by the team that built D gods, dead gods, and the Dust Protocol token unlocked the Twitter profile and announced the official launch of the highly anticipated scholarship program via Dust Labs for the masses to submit their applications for potential Ute lists. The homies Franklin to Gods and the Sorcerer Supreme partnered up this week to outline some facts and key details regarding the Utes rollout and scholarships in a light press run. So let's unpack some of this shit. First, scholarship applications are for the people who are trying to get Ute lists. 375 dust isn't necessary at the time of submission, but helps identify who can mint at the time of application. Dead God holders are automatically Ute listed, so if you hold in, save that energy, because if you fill out an app, it won't make a difference. And if you own a D God that is not transcended yet, you are guaranteed a spot to mint a Ute after death in the future, so toe tag or no bag. Scholarship acceptances will be announced and allocated in waves over time with the first batch of Ute listed to hopefully be announced this weekend. Mint experience will be with Magic Eden, two chains, meaning Ethereum users will be able to mint. No official mint date yet. Triple check your links. Discord coming. Tentative art reveal on Friday. The Utes dust pool officially closed last night with the designated amount of Ute list spots locked for listed DAOs and projects. These spots still need 375 dust to mint. Seen projects already got bounties and popping off for them spots. NFA, Dior, and we all saw this. I know there's been talks behind the scenes. Some people out there have a better understanding on the subject, but Big Three ain't got the fucking answers. And you know what? Mm. Fuck it. Let's fucking go. Big three rug. Uh, did I hear paper shuffling around? Are you getting old school with the decap today? Oh yeah, bro. For like the like the sad <laughs> things, bro. Like I'm like writing it down. Like damn, bro. It's all bad, bro. The sad. Yeah, things. bro. You know, like the fucking. You guys ever seen the stand fucking video, bro? You like when fucking is like I wrote you, but yes, you still haven't yeah. been calling and shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Love that. Web three, and we writing down the decap <laughs> on fucking paper. Love that shit. Yeah. So uh, the big three is a rug. Uh, but we still own a basketball team and we want the league to do well, I guess. Um, but being like a, a sports guy, I was fucking pissed about that uh, over the weekend. Us getting rugged out of the playoff spot. Bro. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. What yeah. even happened with that like, specifically? So, I mean, basically the uh, the aliens made it over us. So, yeah, it was a whole bunch of fucking bullshit, bro. It was wild, fucking convoluted and fucking confusing, bro. Like, it was like, what was it? It was like a fucking week ago, bro. Like, I guess like the, the aliens, they had a fucking bye week and they ended up getting a free dub yeah. or some shit. Yeah, I mean it was it was pretty it was pretty straightforward to me. It wasn't convoluted at all. They uh they gave the aliens not only a dub uh on a week where they didn't play anybody, 
but they also gave them enough points for uh, in that dub to beat us out of a playoff spot, which when you look at it is kind of wild because they beat us by one point. Uh, I think we scored 48 points in our last game. Uh, so meaning they beat us by one point to make it into the playoffs would have been 49 points in the imaginary game that they played. And you can't even win a big three game with 49 points. So yeah, the whole thing kind of a rug uh, kind of pissed me off. Um, that shit would not happen in like the NFL or something. I would still like to, you know, hear something about that, but it is what it is. We still own the fucking team. Question: You in the white? Um, were they? Was that by scheduled, or did it just come out of nowhere? No, I think it was scheduled. I think like a a quarter of the league did not have games that week. Makes no sense. sense. Anyways. It's some fuck shit, bro. Whatever. It is what it is. The game was fuck shit, bro. The fucking refs were bullshit, bro. Like. Yeah, bro. I yeah, it is what Young it is. League. Young, Young league. league. Lots of time. Lots of time. Young League. I think we need to uh we need to brick uh Ice Cube and Jazz. <laughs> yeah, up the royalties ninety eight percent on those bitches. Um yeah, that uh whatever. Young league, a lot of time left. You know, we still own a basketball team. We'll we'll get the chip next year. But yeah, use scholarships live. Uh reviews hopefully going live by the end of the day today. The front end came out before the back end for the the team to review, but you know that's all right. Uh, last I heard, there was about eighteen thousand scholarship applications, but only a few thousand. I want to say like three k max that had enough dust Word. to mint a Ute. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't so know if you that thought number. that the not having enough dust to mint part was a joke, think again because those are one hundred percent the first ones that the team is going to go through. So. You know, little alpha there if you have not submitted yet or, you know, have enough money to top off your application before we we get around to them things. And uh, pump our base, yep. please. Thank you. Naturally. And uh, yeah, a little little off topic alpha, but uh, will apply to D gods in the whole of Solana here shortly. The Barrel Dow Summer Shandy that is going to drop, I believe, uh, in the next like month, maybe or so. Um the can art for it is going to be one of the most iconic pieces of Solana memorabilia you could ever get your hands on. Um, the Mark, uh, not going to do the last name, but the guy that drew pretty much everyone's D gods, like doing the shoeys drew the, the picture of mine, like on the steps of Olympus doing a shoey. He did the can art and it's insane. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And then there's going to be a, special D gods sub DAO collab drop coming shortly here. Uh, anyone who owns primates and or infected mob saw some infected primates hit the streets in the last couple of days. Uh, that was a, a collaboration between infected mob and some of the primate sub DAOs. And they're going to be doing the same thing with some D gods DAOs. I think it's Mickey's apes, Hawaiians, and goats, if I'm not mistaken. So, little off of there. If you got one, how does one get involved? Uh, I believe. That? I don't know if it's guaranteed drop or not, but if you hold the corresponding D God sub DAO and you hold an infected mob NFT, you will get this, uh, uh, the uh, the airdrop there. So, grab those, pump my bags because I grabbed some before this. Just kidding, <laughs> but not. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm excited. 
to get learned a little today because as a self-proclaimed fuck discord guy, I don't think that I get enough exposure to the shark. Uh, although I have had the pleasure of catching you on Twitter here and there. So Mr. ZK shark, how's it going? Yeah, it's going good guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah no, let's go. the discord grind is real. I've been kind of, uh, you know, after a while, it all looks the same, right? So Twitter's a nice like, yep. refresher. Word. And, uh, yeah, that's man, a fact. That's a fact. Well. I was a big Discord grinder guy until like D got it started to pop off. And then I didn't feel like I needed to, you know, try and mint five things a day anymore. And I kind of, you know, stopped. <laughs> so I got, I got enough. I'll be all right. But um, yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that. So yeah, all right, yeah. for, before we get into anything, um, and this might be a dumb question, but what does the ZK stand for? Because I, I thought it was just like, you know, personal thing to your handle. But then I've seen like a few ZKs. I saw like a ZK shoey guy on Twitter the other day. Yeah, Is that a so, thing? Uh, first, I'll address the John 911 rebrand. Uh, ZK Shark is now the, the name as of a couple months ago. But yeah, Who ZK is Shark is a play on ZK Snark. And ZK means zero knowledge. Okay. ZK Snarks are zero knowledge, succinct, non-interactive arguments of knowledge, which is a type of uh, encryption method for uh, kind of newer zero knowledge protocols. So it's kind of, uh, if gotcha. you know, you know. If not, it's just like Shark ZK, you know. Yeah. Fuck. That's kind of cool. Zero <laughs> Uh, it's an ironic name too for an alpha collar and DDAO. Yeah, word, bro. I, th- I thought it was like fucking like a play like on your like real name, bro. I thought your name real name was like Ezekiel, bro, and it's like Zeke. It's like an abbreviation, bro. <laughs> no, so, if yeah, you uh, so yeah, if you if you check out ZK and then Snark S N A R K, if you just Google that, yeah. you kind of have a good idea. But it's pretty much uh, it's going to be some new blockchain kind of security protocol. Yeah, it's kind of technology that's okay. made it well understood into. Um, the general like encryption cryptocurrency community but there's no real applications for it yet so it's like to be it's going to be a big area of uh, blockchain in the next couple of years i think keep an eye on it fuck yeah. all right well yeah we'll get into that uh but before uh you know we we dig into blockchain we dig into the guys nfts all that shit um so we dm'd a little bit last week when i was asking if you'd come on the show and you got to give us a little bit of a lowdown on your background because it sounds like you've done some very cool shit in your life. So I'm going to let you pick where you want to start and what you want to touch on, but give us a little insight uh, into not John ZK shark before we get to, uh, you know, the whole web three thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks for asking. Um, so I guess just starting like chronologically, I'm like late twenties or mid to late twenties. I don't want to dox it specifically, but, uh, I graduated high school in three years, so I, I finished high school when I was 16. Holy shit, to, uh, bro. Like college. Word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it wasn't like I was super smart per se. It was, uh, I was sold to scam to take all the honor and AP classes early on. And then I had a meeting with my oh, guidance yeah. counselor like my junior year or uh, my sophomore year. And I, they like went over the requirements I needed to graduate. And it was like, I just had to double up on math, English and uh, science and I was good. So. Did that, graduated when I was 16, and then I started uh, going to school in the city. I was originally studying like emergency management. I was lieutenant in a, of a fire department. I was a paramedic, and uh, I was actually one of the youngest EMTs in uh, New York State, too, at first. Are you, you're still 16 here, 16, 17? 
I'm 18, 19 now. It's like early college years. Um, okay. Yeah, I was super involved in the fire department as a volunteer. Yeah, I went over to 1,000 911 calls back then. But that's kind of what I wanted wow. to do for, for a living. Like I wanted to be a firefighter. Kind of a lot of people in my family were. And then uh, on the side, I was trading stock options throughout college. And then um, kind of I had a moment where I was like, I have pretty good exposure to all the fire department stuff as a volunteer. And I like, I want to make some fucking money if I'm going to college. And at the time I was trading options Fair. a lot. So uh, I ramped up options trading like crazy, was getting pretty good at it. And then I switched my major, switched to a different school, my major to uh, statistics and finance. Then I uh, studied pretty hard there, went fucking super hard in school. Um, and then uh, pretty much what happened was I got sick of everything. I'm like, I don't want to sit in the office the rest of my life. So I was like a lifeguard yeah. and served for my whole life too. So I took like a two, two, two and a half years off. And I was just trying to surf big waves around the world and uh, become a professional big wave surfer. So I, I was like living between Hawaii and California following swells. Got lucky enough to surf like all over Mexico, Central America, stay in Hawaii for almost two or three winters now. And uh, yeah, sure. after, then I almost killed myself at Pipeline and Mavericks twice where uh, at one point I like popped both my eardrums underwater, dislocated my shoulder at, at Mavericks. And then uh, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to oh, get off this job. And then I just spam LinkedIn <laughs> with a shitty application about saying I was a day trader and I got hired yeah. at a, a bank. First thing I did was like, it was like boiler room shit where we had a, we had a wall with all <laughs> our names on it and we had to make 500 phone calls a day before we could leave or like have X amount of yeah. sales. And I was, this is like, at a legit bank too. <laughs> I mean, it was like a real bank regulatory speaking, but it was like a pretty low reputation. You know, it's not like Goldman Sachs. Okay. It's not sure. like uh, JP Morgan or something. It's kind of a small tier sure. middle market bank. And I was just grinding like straight up early Wolf of Wall Street scenes when he's just cold calling penny yeah. stocks and deals. That's kind of what I did. Yeah. And then I got lucky enough where um, there's something called SPACs, which are like, I don't know, you, you might have seen it. I don't want to go into it here, but it's pretty much like a complex way for a company to IPO, essentially. And I got- Was it like, just, was it like the, was it special like acquisition? Special purpose commercial? acquisition corporation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I got really good at kind of understanding those structures and a few of those deals. And instead of fucking calling like farmers in Illinois or like wherever they were that had really no idea about these types of investments, I just started calling hedge funds. And I got lucky enough where I got like an order <laughs> for about like, you know, a double digit millions. And, you know, I, I made like a good of check off that, but it was like my first kind of solid check. And then that got me on the radar of like, a different part of the bank they moved me up to only talk to hedge funds and then when i was there i got yeah. really close with the shipping analyst like straight up container shipping and uh, commodities uh lng all types of shipping and then i got really close with them and he was giving me good ideas for hedge funds so i started fucking pitching these ideas to funds they're doing well and then i got poached by a norwegian shipping bank and i moved to oslo in norway for about six months working in New York too. Sick. Yeah, I did that for like two years. I was building out their investment bank and doing a lot of trading for them. And then COVID happened and uh, fucking there's a publicly traded company in uh, Norway, in London, on the London Exchange. And the board of directors voted to lay everyone off. So then I took another year off out of non-compete, mm. just surfed. And then uh, 
about it two years ago, a year and a half ago now. I moved to Miami and I'm at a hedge fund with one other guy now. We just kind of run it. That's a nice. quick, quick background. As far as crypto, I mean, yeah, I got involved with crypto. Bro. From, yeah, <laughs> that's the say? quick background. I don't want to go that's too much into That's the it. quick background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking hey, yeah. I mean, I got a bad shoulder from skating back in the day, and it's hurting just like thinking about that. But Jesus, man. So I, I got a question. What is the goal of a professional big wave server? Yeah. So like, what the, makes you professional? You know what I mean. Surf big fucking yeah, waves, but, but to be like to to aspire to be a professional, that's got to mean that like you're somehow making a check off of it. Like, how does that work if if you're a big wave surfer? Sponsor yeah, so it's pretty much. Am I asking you, Slate, <laughs> Mister Minnesota? How many big waves are on fucking Lake Ontario, Lake Erie, bro? <laughs> yeah, uh, just yeah. No, logic, Slate, Slate is right though. It, it's sponsorships. I mean, really, there's like ten or fifteen big brands that change people's lives. You know, like Hurley, Quicksilver. Volcom, those types of brands where they'll just use you as marketing, like use your videos. But the the thing that kind of fucked it up for me was A, I was getting hurt too much. And B, it's like, you have to be kind of on Instagram. It wasn't purely about just surfing big waves. It was like, you have to market yourself too, which, you know. You got to get noticed. Yeah, good for those guys. But like, that's not my thing. And uh, yeah, I had a really hard time. Like I would surf really fucking big waves. And then I couldn't get videos of them to send to the, the spon- potential sponsors and shit. Then I just kept getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. I was getting older, and then I'm like, bro. I'm so no one. Yeah, knew, he's basically. like, I swear I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, uh, yeah. All right, I feel you. So you like you went out by yourself. You didn't have anyone like. Oh, I mean, sometimes anything? we had a whole crew. I mean, really depends. Like, uh, yeah, they're times- just at these breaks, these big breaks. Yeah, I mean, there's times where we'll roll up with like three jet skis, safety crew, camera crew. If, if I'm with like one of my buddies who's a professional, but there's a lot of times, like the first time I surfed Mavericks, I piled out at 5am in the dark by myself when it was like 20, 30 foot. Bro. And, uh, I would yeah, shit my pants. Yeah, holy shit, shit, bro. So yeah, it's all dependent. Like some, like there's a lot of times where I would fly to Puerto Rico at like 3am to get there at 6am and surf just cause it was going off and then fly back in the afternoon. So like, you can't really plan them, plan them out too much because you never know like when the exact swells conditions will, will line up. So yeah, it's tough to plan. You ever been bit by a shark or, or come close to it? Uh, yeah. So like good story is, um, well, a, I would say like sharks, I'm not really scared of them per se. Like I'm not scared. Yeah. Of them, they're pussies besides like, there's like way ones. other worse shit in the ocean than people think. Like I was in Costa Rica and we were about to jump off a boat. And then some dude started yelling Medusa. And I was like, what the fuck is he Ooh, talking yeah. about? And I was about to hop off and there was like a huge 14 foot snake <laughs> like right there, venomous and shit. And there was like yeah, rocking up. 14. I mean, in Mexico. Yeah, holy Four- shit. Yeah, bro, what? it was big as fuck. Like, I don't know how big it is. It's tough to tell. And then I was in Mexico too. That's an anaconda, <laughs> dog. Yeah, no, I was in Mexico too. And there's like all these rivers that go into the ocean and it's salt and uh, freshwater mixing. And they have like a bunch of crocodiles or alligators or some shit. And I saw a couple yeah. when I was surfing that like scared the shit. Because like with the shark, like I've thought about it so many times that like I know what I'm going to do. And I would take the, the opportunity to like just change my life. I'd write a book. I'd go on every fucking news show. If I got attacked, if I Punch lost in the nose. like I would just bake the shit out of that and make it like, you know, like I'd be that guy that got yeah. the arm bit off. Like, the Bethany Hamilton, right? That's uh, yeah, yeah. Is that her name? So yeah. like that's the way I think about it is like. A, it sucks, but there's nothing you can really do but to get change paid. it. But 
if it does happen, like I'm gonna make <laughs> a bag off this shit. Hey, word. Hey, that's that's yeah. a bar, bro. Word. Respect <laughs> it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Jesus, what a monster, dude. But yeah, my, okay, my uh, um, quickly my my uh, shark story was actually in uh, northern San Francisco. I was paddling out on like a 12 foot board, and I had to paddle through a harbor to get to the break, like 45 minute paddle. And then uh, as I was paddling, it was like you know it's dark out, super early in the morning. Not a great time for uh, avoiding sharks, but I felt like I had that feeling like someone was following me, right? Like, you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been, like, night swimming and, like, yeah, close to sharks. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I felt like something bumped me, and I was like, fuck, this is how it happens. Like, I'm I'm going down. And then the thing kept bumping me, and I looked down, and it's like, great, it was a seal. And then the seal just fucking hopped on my (laughs) board. But, yo, this seal was not, like, a friendly huge seal. It was, like, panic. Like, it looked me in the eyes. It was like, yo, save my ass. And I yeah. was, so it was probably trying well, to get yeah, out of the I looked down and I saw, like, finish the story. <laughs> yeah, I looked down and I saw a bunch of dark ass <laughs> shit Like I did not even focus on it. And this seal is like fucking bugging out on my surfboard. So it was like yeah. 11 foot board or 12 foot board. I just like tipped it. Things slid off, left like so much slime on my board that smelled the whole time. And I don't know what happened to that seal, but that was like the one Fuck point that I was seal, bro. <laughs> That was the one point yeah. I was like really thought I'm like oh, I'm done I'm not I'm not gonna make it back to the shore but yeah, yeah I don't know no, nothing too that's one of the scarier feelings when you're in the water because I used to do a lot of like free diving and scuba diving and when all of the other uh, like aquatic life is dipping the fuck away from where you are like that's one of the scarier feelings it's like what is happening that everything is running away and I'm not aware of it yet fucking yeah. Ass. Um, okay fuck sharks (laughs) not scary but scary at night or like you know before the sun rises scary as fuck yeah i mean it's also to me they're scary at all times it's also like the type of statistics thing like i always try to whenever i get too emotional i always try to bring it back to math and just run the stats in your head and knowing the percentages versus you know getting struck by lightning or something but uh yeah that's just more something i tell myself versus like actual reality Here's the thing about that, like the lightning stat, your statistic is increased if you're running around a fucking golf course with a nine iron in a thunderstorm. Like if you're in water surrounded by sharks, like your statistic of getting attacked by a shark just fucking went through the roof compared to that like base stat. All right. Yo. Okay. So I got a fucking stupid question, bro. Like, so when it comes to like. I used to fucking live in this apartment complex, bro. And whenever it was fucking raining, they wouldn't let anybody go to the fucking pool. So is that because <laughs> like a fucking like lightning, does it increase like your fucking the statistic of you getting struck by lightning? So let's say you're at the fucking ocean and you're fucking swimming. If it starts fucking raining, does that mean like your statistic goes up or what? Yeah, or is that just I mean, a fucking stupid ass well, question? Uh, well, when you, if you're a lifeguard, like, and your pool gets shut down, that's because, like, lightning happened within X miles of your pool. It's not necessarily just because it's raining. Okay. So it might have been something like that where it's, like, you know, lightning happened within fucking 10 miles, 20 miles of your pool, and they shut it down. Yeah, or you got some gnarly, like, grass near you and all the runoff fertilizers going into the pool. Because, like, in California, <laughs> when it rains a lot, they'll close the ocean for a day. And the water's like brown because of all the shit going in it. Yeah, because like apparently people spray the fertilizer on their lawns, and that stuff's like toxic when it flows into the ocean when it after it rains a lot. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, me either. I never heard of that word. (laughs) Fuck. Well, hey, we already learning about everything. Kind of like, yeah, shit's actually like Central America water, man. There's like some gnarly shit in there. Needles and I believe it. Like them. uh, What's the fish that swings uh, swims up your pee stream? And oh, yeah. oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen that shit. <laughs> I mean, the real you problem. Know, like, I heard that was in Brazil. Yeah, the real problem, even like in Hawaii too, is like that's their the river is like their waste management system for the smaller communities. Like they they don't yeah. have landfills; they just throw everything in the river. And that shit goes to the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. All right. Fun shit. Um, okay, so yeah, firefighter, uh, big wave surfer. Uh, Cold caller, Wolf of Wall Street, boiler room ass motherfucker, and now head fund guy. Uh, what came first, the hedge fund or Web3? How long you been in crypto? Yeah, I've been in crypto for a minute. I would say that was probably like one of my first exposures to finance was Bitcoin. Um, I used, I, I studied like a lot of poker when I was younger. I was like kind of obsessed with Texas Hold'em and probability and the odds before I really knew that's what I was okay. studying. Like I was trying to win. And I was, I was able to play online through VPNs in New York. Uh, that's where I'm from. And the only way to cash out at the time was through Bitcoin. So that's like the first Bitcoin wallet I set up was trying to send the Bitcoin Fire. to fund poker and play. Made a bag. Uh, like, I wish I never sold a lot of it. But yeah, that was my first exposure to it. And then NFTs were probably like 2018-ish or I don't know exactly. But if you ever, you ever hear of the collection on ETH Curio cards? I'm not trying to pump my bags. Spell it. Does it start with a K? K. C U R I O. Nope. But so Curio cards were like something I was fascinated with for a while. Like I I own a couple now, full disclosure, but like those predated punks. Like that was on the chain before punks were on ETH. And I came across that fact and I was like, these seem so fucking like very cheap. So I aped into those like hardcore, like straight up like taking my savings from a bank and going on Coinbase like before I was really sophisticated and I bought a fuckload <laughs> of those things and they, they went a little crazy, like not like a 20, 30 X, but like five, 10 X ish, uh, at least when I got in and then I was trading, uh, yeah, I was trading all types of shit coins in 2017. I l- took a huge L on this coin called dragon, like almost a seven figure L at the time. Um, still hold a bunch of that. Sounds shit. like a super legit coin. Yeah, man. I mean, tough lessons get learned in crypto. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> Word. Like, you just got to like everyone gets hacked once. Everyone fucking rugs, you know, mints a rug a few times and everyone will. Fuck, yeah, I mean, I haven't met anyone that has like just a smooth experience in crypto. You know, it's like the best traders really went through the fucking worst parts of crypto. And that's what makes you better. That's real life, too, though. I mean, you don't just like. I mean, I guess in real life, you can be born rich as fuck and not have to worry about anything. You can't really do that in crypto, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, experience builds the person, builds the trader, builds the fucking bag, all that shit. Yeah. So I guess um, the answer to your okay. question is pretty much um, poker got me into it, Bitcoin. And then I came across NFTs, knew I missed Bored Apes and found this shit that I was like, oh, this predated punks I'm in. Made a bag on it, still hold some. And then uh, I got into Solana. Um, pretty shortly after that, like I was pretty early in Solana, not as like SMBs were around and DGEN, I missed those mints. I was like aware of it. I just wasn't like that into yeah. it. And then my, what first, was your first soul mint? 
So my first soulmate was this thing called We Are the Walruses. I think it went in like January or something. Um, okay. But this is actually like one of the first 10K super, or I think it was like 8888 collection or some shit. But it was super hyped. And that was like yeah. the first time I downloaded Discord ever. And first time I did all this stuff. And I made like six or seven Discords with fake numbers. And I minted, I minted like <laughs> six or seven, flipped them all. And I was like, this is for me. Like, this is my shit. Like, I got, I got a gold wall. Yeah. Bro, weren't these, these fucking, bro, weren't these the walruses that I was talking, weren't these the walruses that they're fucking, they were selling for like, I don't even know, like crazy numbers or no? I'm trying to think what else was happening in January. Cause that's how I like, that's how I determined time in NFTs because bro, there wasn't specific much, thing. Honestly. It wasn't like a crazy, yeah. kind of, like it really wasn't like magic eating was barely oh. functioning then. Yeah. Yep. I've seen these. They're disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, they're great if they're still around. I don't know. Probably not. But. Nah, I think it's like it's a rug, to be honest. Yeah. But there was no type of there was no type of diligence. I was like, yo, there's fucking 20,000 people in this discord. What the fuck? I need to mint this shit. Like, that's all yeah. the diligence I did originally. And uh, it worked out. But yeah, it's that's well, that shit works for that's quite facts. a while. That, that literally is like pre-whitelist meta. Like that's all you needed to know was like, what's the number of people in the Discord? Because that's going to equate to the amount of people that are going to try and mint this. And if I am minting on the back end or I have some type of advantage, then <laughs> I'm going to fucking eat because all the plebs that are trying to mint, uh, the RPC node is going to go down, the website's going to crash, blah, blah, blah. And they're just going to have to buy my bags on secondary. That's that's probably what January was, if I think back. Yeah, I remember seeing. Which that probably I don't remember these walruses because I was probably busy <laughs> minting like five fucking rug projects a day, just trying to flip two or three of them. To, to make <laughs> you were going. Oh ham, my god, it was dude. disgusting, dude. I uh, yeah. Well, we we chatted a little bit before you guys got on. Like I, I don't like to call it like being a botter because technically. When I back in like January, February, uh, maybe like into March, I forget when like whitelist meta really started and it put a put the kibosh on the whole like botting thing. But like we were just using our own candy machine to basically circumvent the project's website and just mint like on the back end, negate all of the traffic and all of the, you know, 20,000 people in discord that were that we're trying to mint the same product. Oh, so you so. were one of the anonymous enemies, bro, that for all us public people. All right. Yeah, me me and Soul Big Brain, we call it being a power user. Uh that's that was the technical term back in the day, not being a botter. But uh Sharky here apparently was like big time like was botting the shit out of projects and uh still to this day it, it gets a little it gets a little hairy sometimes. You want to touch on that at all? Yeah, no. So like botting is really what made me fall in love with Solana. Like, cause I, I was like a Supreme dude and like kind of high beast, like clothing. Yeah. Like I like that shit. And I was just realized how quickly that sold out. And then these, and I was always like, I hated bots before I really knew what it was. I was like, fuck these bots, man. I can't buy any of this shit. And then, yeah. um, came across Solana and then, uh, I got introduced to a dev that makes like CLI bots and he, uh, he like hooked me up, kind of brought me under his wing, like taught me everything. And then we kind of like us three had a little tiny DAO where we were putting f fucking tons of soul. Cause like the way for mint bots, at least you want to operate like a ton of wallets, the more wallets, the more hits, yeah. like the higher probability you cook it. 
So like there was times where one of our guys would operate the wallet manager. One would operate like watching the mint site candy machine, making sure it's the right one. And then the other one would be like flipping it in wallet control once one hit. And there's times yeah. like it was like a good like we we cooked a lot, but at the peak of it, yeah. we were both probably spending I don't know three four thousand dollars a month on servers. We rented one in LA because that's where Magic Eden servers were, and we had like custom yeah. RPC nodes that my boy made. And we had like crazy high fast servers just to fucking like really cook shit. Um, but yeah, since yeah, yeah, so it was crazy. It was awesome. But yeah, it's uh, it really makes you understand. You guys didn't fuck around. Like I, I literally, I was just here like with my little command prompt open, like trying to mint one to three of these things. And you guys are fucking oh, yeah. renting servers and that. But yeah. Yeah, that honestly, like, not gonna lie, that like people who are new, and by new, I mean in the last like, fuck, three to four months, maybe five months of Solana, have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> but trying to figure out like what candy machine was real, what was a honeypot, like, and, and half of these projects, like, you would mint eight projects in one day, and three of them, like, your Discord and Twitter would be gone immediately, <laughs> like, the second you press mint. Like, that shit was the fucking wild right, west, bro. Like, that shit was, was like low mind, key, like, dude it was super fun back in the day like that uh that again before like d gods blew up and i was like all right i don't need to you know risk my soul into these projects that could literally disappear the second i press mint every single day uh before that happened that was there were some good times to be had on i was also botting like all types of shit like i think um i'll kind of open up yeah can you give me a ps5 (laughs) <laughs> yeah no i mean i know the guy that could for sure like he he, he <laughs> exactly. this guy was so crazy man he he would bought sneakers from like Foot Locker or whatever nike he would put it it was like yeah. instead of your wallet right it's connected to a credit card like that's kind of the equivalent in like web 2 i guess for botting he at one yeah. point he told me he hit like 180 yeezys he listed them all on ebay and Jesus. as people were buying it now he would just change the shipping address from Yeezy to the person that bought it so he wouldn't have to pay for shipping and he was doing cleaning out like hundred plus sneakers a week. Oh, and that. he would he was just drop shipping them from yeah. the manufacturer. That's fucking crazy, dude. But yeah, I mean, we also yeah. bought like something that I think fucked me up was I, I was uh, and this is how how I kind of got into D gods a little bit. But I we had a bot for famous foxes, the token market, like the good old days when there was actually like, a lot of liquidity on the token market, and we would just yeah. we would leave it running to just buy like certain below certain minimums. And by accident, I put an extra couple of zeros on like the amount of tasks I had. So I was picking, I was picking famous foxes RPC like thousand times every two, three seconds. And then I woke up, all my IP addresses were banned and I got notes, foxy pings saying like your wallet's banned. And then I moved all my Solana, I moved all my Solana to a different wallet. And the next day I got a fucking ping too. And then I think Genesis Go manually banned all my RPC access, like on my local IPs. And then they were watching my wallet manually. Whoops. Yo, because I couldn't figure it out. I was like trying to buy shit on Magic Eden. I love that. And I was like, why is this not working on Magic Eden? And I had to look at like the, you know, inspect tab and it's, it showed me like RPC blocks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I got blacklisted. Holy shit. Fuck you. Yeah. I like, that's one of my favorite things about the blockchain is how public it is and how like you can totally fuck somebody up like if they you know you can track all their shit and just blacklist the fuck out of them yeah man rest in peace tornado cash man i was gonna say i I haven't really uh done any body and i don't like have that technical experience or like 
the motivation to figure out how to do it. But like back in the day earlier, like when JB was talking about, I think it was Candy Machine V1. Um, <laughs> yeah. Figured out how, to, you know, because you could figure out like which order the mint was going to come out in, you know, so like you, you knew which yeah, know uh, NFT was going to come out at which spot. Oh, yeah, that's a good story. Um, uh, that's funny because you asked the person who ran the botting DAO I was in to find you the like one of one ranked uh, bounty hunters. <laughs> yeah, and he found it. And I just did like the most the bootle- most bootleg thing ever. It was kind of like a slow mint. And I was like watching him pop up on moon rank or whatever yeah. as they as they were minted. And like when it got I had like five or six windows open, like with the mint button. And like when it got like within like three or four of it, I just started spamming of the one of one. I totally forgot about. And there was like three or four other people that were doing it as well. Yeah, that's that's a part of it. I totally forgot is. Yeah. CMV one like was in order. So you could literally pull the candy machine order and you could watch and you could wait to see when like a mythic was going to come out and you could just try and fucking snipe that shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Please mythic. Fun stuff. Um, all right. So, yeah. So what was it and when was it, I guess, maybe uh, that put you onto Solana and then specifically D-Gods? Yeah. So I'll make a correction. I thought the first real mint I did was Real the Warless. But uh, you ever hear this like monkey shitbox thing? Yeah. I've oh, yeah. The those. monkey shitbox. Yeah, I remember. I, I, got those. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think that was a couple weeks earlier, but um yeah, how I got into Solana really was I was like a crypto maxi. Um, I was working in finance and like I was kind of a click with like a bunch of these crypto guys we worked with. And uh, yeah, like I was really just sick of paying ETH gas fees. Like I remember stake, uh, unstaking something on DeFi or uh, forget what I was doing, some DeFi transaction on ETH and it cost me like $800. And I was like, this is <laughs> yeah. stupid. Like, and it was like for like, you know, two $3,000 worth of assets. So I had to pay $800 to it. So I was like, this is yeah. kind of fucking stupid. Um, just cause like $800, like that's, that's like a good ass weekend. You know what I mean? Like I'm just blowing that on gas for what? So then I was like, I, I would, I became pretty bearish on ETH generally when it was like, when gas was that crazy. And then, yeah, I just popped on uh, Solana and yeah, as far as I just kind of got into magic Eden trading it, then I got into botting super hard where like we had an operation, we were running mint bots for every mint and then also like secondary bots buying specific rarities or specific below average pricing for certain traits. Yeah. And then D guys were on my radar the whole time. Right. Like I remember the digital, uh, what was it? The digital eyes date or digital eyes. Yeah. I remember seeing digital eyes and I remember listening to the magic Eden podcast with Frank saying that, that dust will get integrated like months before people even really knew about it. Like mm-hmm. that's, I think yeah. that might be the first time that dust was ever mentioned like with a magic eden integration was that podcast and it was like weeks before i saw anything else and anyway so i was like d gods uh i remember i remember when you guys came to magic eden and i was like shit should i buy some and i bought i bought a couple but then i i, I just flipped them i didn't hold them and then it then the floor price started going like 20 to 30 and i was like fuck man like this is not really typical of a solana collection back then especially with solana's price mm-hmm. so i was like i think yeah. there's something different kind of going on here but there was like, it was so easy trading back then. Like everything was going up a lot. So I wasn't too motivated to do it. And then dust dropped and like, it was only on famous foxes originally, if I remember correctly, at least to my knowledge. Yep. And I just set the bot. Yep. It took a while for it to get on like radium and Jupiter and shit. 
Yeah, and I just set my bot to fucking buy that shit up and went crazy. And really how I got into D gods was I was able I think I bought all I bought all my dust before that shit even had a price. You know, it was like magic it was like famous Foxy's prices, like point zero whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was no like dollar value. It was point zero zero whatever. It was like point oh oh seven, point oh oh four, dude. Yeah, it was stupid cheap. And there was like, you know, you had to do the math with like Solana real time to figure out the pricing. So like no one really was giving a fuck about the price back then, I think. And I just set my box. Yeah. I forget the price, but I, I probably put like two, three hundred Solana into the bot to buy dust with at that time. And then I remember dust went to like three, four bucks. And that's when I uh, it was like the same exact time they announced the, the Dead Gods specific dates. And that's yeah. I flipped, sold all my dust and flipped into D Gods. So wow. you cooked up a fucking bag of soul through your mint bots. Then you cooked up a bag of dust through botting Famous Fox. And then when dust pumped heavy, you turned them into you gods. You flipped it into a fucking bag of D gods. Yeah. That man. is a. Uh... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah. Then I was going to say pretty much like for dust, I've kept most of it, but I've definitely took some liquidity on a little bit and uh, like turned that into some shit. So like the D god gave back to me too, or dead god, you know? But yeah, I mean, I, I oh, yeah. really only put like fiat a couple times when I was first start, starting to buy like bin bot equipment and shit. But after that, I, I try to keep everything, you know, that Solana, Solana. I don't like want to go to my bank account and like buy Solana to trade NFTs. Like that's kind of DJ, you know? Yeah, word. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're really that's looking at your bank account, be like, oh, shit, can I transfer, you know, whatever. Like probably should no, be like, I, yeah. not financial advice, you know? Not me. Only, only out these days uh, and barely anything out, but. Damn, I haven't fuck. deposited since 2017. Yeah, that that's, boy. that's what I mean. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, the, with one-on-one artists, that's, there's a few things I'm tempted to fucking uh, get some fiat involved in. Bro, that that shit annoys me. We can skip right to that if you want. Uh, talk one-on-one. So like I, I mean, I've always kind of dabbled in one-on-one a bit. I've always been very interested in Boogles uh, and then also just like the communities that I've been in aside from D gods have always kind of had an interest in one of one art. So I've bought some, uh, you know, in my, in my career in Solana, I guess. But then recently, especially with like Nippies blowing the fuck up and like that being probably my main Twitter group chat, apart from like the Mickey D gods walk in, I've gotten, way too deep into into one one art and that is like my question for all of the guys in this chat it's like how do you continue to buy this shit because there's no not no but there's very very little liquidity in it like i think i've maybe flipped a half dozen pieces i've bought out of like 30 to 50 pieces and again i'm buying a lot of them because i i genuinely like the art and like it's something that i yeah. the way that i picture one of one art is like if this metaverse ever becomes, you know, a reality to the point of, uh, you know, I have this meta apartment or house or whatever, is this something that like I would put on the fucking wall of that meta house? And that's, if the answer is yes, then I'll buy it. Um, unless it's something that I specifically think that I can flip, but what is it to you? Like what put you onto one of one art? Uh, I, heard you i think it was in big brain space the other day you were like actually excited about the the one of one space and the growth happening in it which is probably partly like 
attributed to us hiring John Lay as our art director and shit and all these one-on-one artists buying, you know, uh, D gods and using them as their PFP. But like, what is it to you that really calls to you about like the one of one space? Yeah. So I'll answer that in a, a few ways, but really the f- fuck art, right? Like art's cool, but like art doesn't pay the bills. So like I got into it. <laughs> I got into it to it's try to make a fucking bag. And I was like, really, I try to focus of like where people are in, uh, aren't focused at all. Right. And if you look at the volume, like magic Eden is going off exchange art and form function, people barely knew what that shit wasn't, you know, in D God's chat. And my whole kind of theory here is that Utes is going to suck like all the liquidity out of these temporary like BS collections. Like, you know, I don't want to name names, but like, you know, let's say Trip and Apes or OK Bear, something like that, for example. Um, where I don't want to name names, but Trip and Apes and OK Bear. Raid raid my shit. I need some engagement. (laughs) Like, raid that shit up, please. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, So, collections like that, like, they're going to get absolutely slaughtered, right? Because they're gonna, everyone's yeah. gonna want you liquidity either to buy dust and or to buy the NFT, which is like a double whammy specific to Utes here. And then after mm-hmm. that, what are they gonna do? They're gonna look at the Utes art, right? Because that's what everyone's gonna be talking about. We pretty much are obsessed with every single aspect of Utes release so far, except the art. No one really has any idea. Or and once the art goes, there's obviously. But we know one, it's gonna fuck. Yeah, we know that John Lee's, you know, the artistic director, kind of arguably the the best or most popular, you know, one on one artist on Solana. So what happens okay. then? These motherfuckers don't have enough liquidity because this shit's going to go, you know, I think over 50 relatively quickly, you know, not financial advice, but that that would be my best Agreed. guess. Immediately. And I a mean, a whitelist of, spot costs 35 soul right now. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be priced out of that. But what they're what's going to stay is like all the attention and kind of art talk. And that's going to push people to one on ones the same exact time like ETH is kind of journeying into one-on-ones you're seeing a lot of good like one-on-one artists from ETH dropping shit on Solana now so like a that's that's the first part is like it's a trade for me like it's kind of a short midterm trade but not gonna lie like I kind of fell in love with a few artists and a few few characters in the community and I'll put it out there because no one talks about Googles but Googles are like the Illuminati of Solana the Googles and like (laughs) we know we we interviewed fucking Jors. We know. Yeah, yeah, like those guys run the one-on-one art scene. And like, it's crazy how much shit has both come out of Google's holders and also like the shit they tell me and like the alpha there, like super respect, like very respectful uh, name, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I got into it to make a bag. I fell in love with some artists and then I, this stuff's like, yeah, there's no liquidity, but it's like expert level shit. Like I minted Archie's shit. I don't know if you know Archie. I, I didn't know him until, you know, two weeks ago. But I minted his thing for like five soul. The floor is like 40 or 50 now. And there's like two or three that get sold a day. Um, me and like, if you saw uh, Sir Wade Newton, if you, you, you must be familiar with him, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so Amy tweeted uh, that he had an addition drop. Like the addition drops kind of like the DJ meta for one of ones. So he had an addition. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. So he had an addition drop and no one knew about it. And I, I didn't know him at the time. And I just looked at it. I'm like, yo, he has shit that's selling for like 40, 50, 60. I could buy this shit for like three. So I think yeah. me and me and my boy, we minted over 50 of them. Like we were 50% of that drop, but we haven't really sold any. We sold like one or two, but like we actually like that guy and fuck with it. And uh, I've been giving it to my friends and shit because, you know, there's no liquidity for me to really wait around for it. But yeah. Sure. Can you guys fill me in on like what additions are? 
So in addition, so addition means there's more than one. So I mean, technically, it's not like a one of one. Are they the exact same? Yeah. So yes. they, so, so like the yeah. the first edition, the John Laid 500 piece that dropped uh, two weeks ago or so, was 500 of the exact same piece of art. But if you look at like real art too, like real IRL artists sell editions of pieces. Like there will be, you know. 50 pieces around. So when you say real so, art, you mean physical right, art. Right, but you can you can put it up in your physical house. Physical art, though. yeah. Like, I, I don't Yeah, uh, speaking right now, in terms of like the uh, one of one. Poet has an edition right now with unlimited supply, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Which that's, that's, uh, he's one of my, like, he's been one of my favorites forever before I even, like, really uh, could afford his shit because his shit goes for a lot. But he's been going ham on the additions, and that is kind of what I feel like put me on to this new meta of editions. The unlimited edition is a completely different. Yeah, that, that's level a new that. one. But like, I had a fucking, I had a, a DJ and poet edition that I bought for like 0.69, I think, and listed for like 6.9, like as a meme, and that shit sold like the next day. <laughs> So it's popping off. So are pe- so people are making money on these editions. Is it like a pump and dump? Yeah. Or does so it kind of sustain the floor. How does that work? Yeah, Slade. So the best way I would describe it is like traditionally the one on one scene is just like you know one piece sells for a fuckload of Solana and no one trades it or does anything. Editions, they'll be like you know John Lay will do an edition of five hundred. They all look the same. They are numbered though. They're usually numbered. And then everyone yeah. is paying the same price for it. And there is there is definitely like secondary activity. Like like I think it's got to be the most uh, the most volume of any edition is the John Lee first edition thing. Uh, if it's on Magic yeah. Eden, like 40 mm-hmm. floor price. By the way, it's Lay. I found Lay. that out yeah. you know, a couple weeks ago, but just if we're going to talk about it, got you. Yeah, not all good, but uh, he knows I'm talking to him when I'm talking. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I would say the edition's like, there's definitely more volume and you could do a quick flip, but it's also, I think this is like going to be the bull market for uh, art really is like edition's, allow so many more people to get involved in it and like get excited versus just one guy buying something for a 500 Solana, you know? And you think that's because Utes is going to suck the utility out of the like 10 K PFP game and people are going to look elsewhere and people are going to see D gods, other, uh, you know, collections or other like influencers on Twitter minting one of one art instead of minting these like you know brand new hyped up pfp projects that's where you think that this like one of one renaissance is going to come from yeah i think most of it is just the double whammy and the timing's just so perfect where all these people will get priced out of utes i think quickly or you know not able to mint for whatever reason and then all the other collections are going to get drained and people are kind of tired of like you know the branding meta the staking meta for all these collections or you know redoing the art meta and they're also kind of sick of Discord. Like, I think everyone on Solana is a little sick of Discord. The, one of the nicest things about one-on-one arts is, like, you could just fucking check out the guy's Twitter, his website. Like, there's no – I mean, yeah. there are some Discords for certain artists, but, like, you don't need a Discord at all to participate to have the right information where, like, with NFTs, you 100% need Discord still, you know? Yeah. So what are some of the things that you look for? Like, for me, I, I feel like – and, again, when I'm looking at one-on-one art, unless I – find a piece that I'm like, you know what? I just fuck with this so much on its own. Like, I don't care if there's ever any profit in me selling this. Uh, what I look for in the sense of I'm buying this as an investment 
that maybe one day down the road I can resell for a profit, which I've done a handful of times. Um, I, I think like social presence of the artist is a good indicator. Like you look at John Lay, you look at DJ and poet, you look at like high blinks, uh, like scuba Steve, you know, th- these artists who have like a Twitter presence and people kind of fuck with them personally, I feel like have more, uh, more of an audience and therefore have like more volume or at least more eyes on their work, whether it's, you know, in the initial auction or in the secondary sale of the auction uh, that provides like Slate is looking for the potential for there to be profit in buying these one of one pieces. What do you look for when you're, you know, on the hunt for a one of one that's going to make you profit? Because like you said, fuck art. It's all about making a bag. Yeah, I feel like your your art can be gas, but if you if you don't know how to play the game, it really isn't going to matter at all. Yeah. I'm not confused about like the the worth of one of ones. The additions is what's throwing me for a loop. Yeah, no, I think the best way to look at it really is like unless you come from a traditional art background or something like none of us are, are experts like I'm not an expert in art by any means, but I am an expert on looking at other fuckers wallets and like Big Brain's wallet, Satoshi's wallet, um Yep. All these URS, all those art DAOs, ministry, like they, there's artists that are involved with the DAOs that are also supported by the DAOs. And I think like something is the first thing you got to look at is like, is this artist going to be still making art a year from now? Cause like, it's not really a rug if they stop making art, but like you pretty much get rugged. Right. Yep. So like mm, that's, that's the God. Yeah. No, I'm saying, so that's like the first, like fucking like first thing is like, is this guy historically like around for a while, but I'm not going to say like I'm an expert in the fundamental analysis of, you know, exchange art shit, but like, look, I'm looking at like a HGE's wallet, uh, Big Brain's wallet, Satoshi's wallet, just all the popular wallets on exchange art. And then also looking at historical sales. And between that, you kind of inf- make an inference of like, you know, what's going to sell or not. But to get into the one-on-one art scene with like the expectation of quick profit is, is not really the reality of it. Like, I think I'm going to be holding most of this shit for at least two, three months. And like some of the stuff, like I'm going to keep forever just because I like it. But, sure. you know, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm going to make a bag off this shit, I think, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's to me what like what I look for and what I try and gauge when I'm buying something more from an investment standpoint than just a, I really fuck with this piece standpoint is will the artist, you know, not only be making art in the next two, three months, year or whatever, but like, will they be relevant? You know what I mean? Like you look back at some of John Lay's shit and it sold for, you know, for soul back in the day. And he's, I mean, he's like a, an actual artist in real life as well. Um, but then, and then you look at like DJ and poet who has like just really started like pop off and go nuts. Uh, I don't know how much of that is his additions making that happen, but like, He's got older pieces that didn't sell for that much. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, still a handful of soul, but like now, like a one of one will sell for like fucking 600 soul or whatever. So, like, is the artist going to be around for a while? Are they going to be relevant? And to me, like, one of the indicators that I look at besides like their past sales and actually looking at who has bought what is a super good indicator because I actually uh, I got a piece that. Uh, big brain galleries bought one of the previous uh, drops or auctions for like a couple weeks ago, not too long ago. And I didn't, I, I knew that. And then I forgot and then I bought it and I looked back and I was like, Oh fuck, that's right. 
So that's a very good indicator. But yeah, um, apart from like who has bought what and how much are their previous sales for, I feel like if they are, if they have a social presence and if they are getting like a good amount of engagement on Twitter, like I think DJ Poet and John Lay does this too. Um, Hive links to fucking scuba, especially like with nippies popping off, um, get a lot of engagement and like they have people who don't even necessarily own their art. Like they have their eyes on their shit on Twitter just because of the way that they, um, you know, carry themselves and build their brand on Twitter. And a brand is probably one of the most important things you can build uh, as an artist to stay relevant, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I think part of it is like there is no Discord too, which like Discord does make marketing shit a lot easier, like collabing a whitelist and stuff. But you, you got to have, yeah. you got to be the best artist in the world and post on exchange art. And like, there's a chance no one sees it, right? You got to have like, facts. if you're just trading it, you got to have, a, you know, an artist that's almost as good at, at art as he is marketing. Like, and I think DJ Poet and uh, John is a good example. Like, DJ Poet, that dude lives on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he made his last piece with like shit that people just commented on his Twitter. Yeah, word. Shout out to him. Yeah. Into it. That's yeah. like a lot of his original pieces were just like tweets of his. And it, like, I think even the descriptions used to be like how many likes and retweets he got on or something <laughs> like that. Fuck yeah. it. And he's just like chaotic. Like he just he does whatever the fuck he wants. Like his art is completely like I feel like abstract is almost an understatement. Um, but that's like his style. Just do whatever the fuck you want. And he's built his brand doing that. And that's why he's going to be successful. So yeah, I just minted five of those um, things. I don't know. Bro, I'm just trying to get a candy apple piece, bro. That's all I want, bro. Bro. Well, we're gonna have to wait for fucking Utes to be done. I feel like, you know what I want? <laughs> I want a pencils piece, bro. Because I feel like pencils low key. Like I, 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 I am by no means like a, you know, art connoisseur or anything like that. I like, like bold colors, bold lines, like shit that I can look at and just say like, that's fucking fire. Not like there's some shit that people are obsessed over. And I'm just like, I don't really get it. And I feel like pencils style is kind of like bold lines, like in your face. Like you look at pencils nippy and it was like creature from the black lagoon style. And it had like the bold font behind it. Like I'm excited for Utes to be done and scum candy pencils maybe some fucking delilah 101s like oh, i'm excited word. for that shit bro talk about like people being priced out of utes and uh and like looking towards one of one art afterwards holy fuck those might be the the like not hottest or but like they're, they're gonna be fucking up there if they transition into like a one of one career after utes drops yo fuck i shouldn't say chapter chapter no if you want to make some money on one of one art you got to stop giving it away as soon as you get it well, I, I'm not necessarily hey. trying to, like, make money. Like, that's not the way I'm looking at it. I'm just looking at it as just kind of like, you know, just some shit's just fucking dope, bro. Like, yeah, yeah that's really it. That's, I'm not that's, thinking about I, I'm not talking about this. Like, for example, like a candy apple, bro. I'm not talking about, like, that shit, like, in the sense of, like, oh, bro, I'm trying to flip a yeah. candy apple, bro. Like, candy apple shit's fucking And I'll dope, be honest. Bro. Well, I feel you, but yeah. Most of my flips in the one-of-one one scene are shit that I've bought. Because I fucked with it, or I fucked with the artist personally, Word. Um, and listed at like a meme price. Like I'll, I'll buy shit for like 0.5, and I'll list it for like 3.33, or I'll buy shit for like you know one soul, and I'll list it for like 6.9, and it'll just end up selling. And that's like the majority of my flips are almost like accidental. 
And I feel like uh, that to me means that I'm doing it right because I'm buying shit that I like. And I guess other people like it too, enough to pay, you know, more than I paid for it. So it'd be like that sometimes. I need to grab a um, high blinks piece before it's too late, man. Like she's getting out of my price range already. <laughs> Word shout out to hey, her. Divine dogs. Just saying. Yeah, I got. I'm holding my lot. divine dog. Gonna be a lot of those, uh, bro. I've some of the. Uh, we we had our first like meeting looking over some of the traits and shit too, and that is gonna be gas. But yeah, her new collection, the hoodlums. Oh my god, yeah, those oh, are unreal good. for like a PFP collection. Fuck me. But the thing is, I, I don't think. think, I, think uh, they're, I think they're doing it in like a uh, Google's kind of way, like yeah, one auction at a time, spread out. Yeah, yeah, it's a one so. of one PFP collection. I don't know. I don't know what it fucking Jake, uh, Jake whiskey and scuba C. I mean, yeah, I don't, those motherfuckers lucky as shit with their, uh, honoraries that they got. And they're so gassed, dude. She was, Oh, they got honor- honoraries already. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think those are the Damn, first two the lobby for one. Yeah. I was talking luck, with man. her, I think yeah, two days ago, sick. like she's been working yeah. so hard on this shit. Excited to see it though. I mean, not really my style, but like I could just look at it and tell like, there's a lot of fucking time that went into yeah. this, you know? Yeah. She, I dude, she busts ass. And I, I like, like, I don't know, man. Like I, I do think I, I have a very like distinct, like I just like like bright colors and like kind of like bold shit in my art, not necessarily like in real life. I mean, I'm wearing fucking black on black right now, but yeah, she, her style is incredibly distinct and it just, it resonates with, me uh in a very good way so she's that's just gonna fuck i'm not gonna be able to afford any of them <laughs> um that's all that's one of my biggest problems with like one of one our bros it's like oh, all this gas so, yo, shit JB, um, i meant to I tell just, you like, by the way you like were the yeah you were the first one to get rug kind of in like in that the hack thing like you got lucky that uh your shit got hacked before that like you were the kind of the trendsetter <laughs> yeah because oh, you wow. got everything back bro oh yeah where that was like bro. seven days before bro that's all i was talking it was literally seven <laughs> days like before it was what well, was two yeah. tuesdays like yeah well it's all it's like it's a it you know it, it fucking is a blessing and a curse i guess like how you could spin it different <laughs> ways because like i got rugged because like i was kind of a dumbass and downloaded a file from a, a project is that, that what was happened? asking me for help yeah, I'm. I'm like ninety percent sure that's what happened. Bro, I told you what happened. They got you. Yeah, I, I what? I slid in your DMs and I told you that like the wallet. I, as soon as you, as soon as I saw it, I looked up the wallet, went on SoulScan, saw what wallet he's interacting with. I searched that wallet on Google and it was some, oh yeah, it was yeah. some guy that was sending files that had some type of script in it uh, for phantom permissions or something. Or sometimes yeah 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 yeah, be, yeah. I, i'm i'm almost positive that's what it was because i remember downloading that shit and literally telling the project that's like <laughs> in my dms like hey can you you know give us any advice telling them like hey do you think people are not going to want to download a fucking file from you and it should be web-based <laughs> blah 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 and then just like going about my day and then it was <laughs> probably like five or six hours later i'm like walking my dog and my phantom mobile is just absolutely getting toasted <laughs> but uh yeah, man. Uh, I, hey, everything happens for a reason, right? Like, I yeah, damn I mean, near got like function half. I don't know how function gets hacked every week. It seems feel bad for that dude. Like, <laughs> gotta get off TikTok or something. He got hacked <laughs> like right <laughs> before he came on our yeah. show the first time. Dude, then, literally, yeah. I, 
and we were to like, oh yeah, put everything on a ledger. He's like, yeah, I definitely am going to. And he's like <laughs> talking about security and all this shit. And then I guess he just got lazy. Or something. I don't know. I just thought I was eight. It's I mean, tough, eight's man. on the ledger, obviously, because that thing sticked with. I yeah, mean, I don't think he lost that, right? Dude, it's. Uh, I don't think so now. Yeah. But it's. Uh, Does he have eight still? I don't even know. It's kind. Right, it's kind I'll of do a tough public to... service announcement real quick. Like buy a ledger. Go ahead. Never make a digital copy of your keys ever. Like not a picture, not an email, not in your notes. No digital copies. Like have it yeah. analog. And like even I, I remember most of my seed phrases. If you don't want to go psycho, you can yeah. just memorize the last two. You phrases. remember them? Yeah, man. You got to kill me to get this shit. Like no. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, it, bro. Animal. Like when you write your shit down, bro. You're only supposed to write down. Like, I mean, the X cheat code is the like, last of the words. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely. And the cheat code there is like you don't have to memorize the whole thing. Like you can out of the twelve words, you can memorize the last two. But you know, damn yep. sure it makes you memorize that shit because if you have For to sure. go back five years later after you know the winter, then it shits you know hundred k or whatever. But yeah, yeah. memorize it, and yeah, then also yeah. don't keep the fucking seed phrases you write down and the ledger in the same place. Like have two different no, safes, no, no. you know, because everyone just writes it down. Yeah, like, my together. My shit spread up, and honestly, you know what I've been thinking about? I was thinking about this last night for some reason. I might just get a fucking. Uh, uh, what is it called? A security deposit box? Safe safe yeah, deposit box? That, a PO box? Don't do that. No, no not a PO box. You, you're you're just going back to uh, you know Web two, like just focused on centralization. Like the bank's gonna take your shit. You know what I mean? Like fuck banks. Your ledger's your bank. That's it. Yeah, I I uh, yeah, but NFA. I don't know. It is what it is. My <laughs> shit is spread out like in fucking wild spots, but uh, you know you can never be too safe now. And now honestly, like I look. I'll hop on my hot wallet and I'll go to magic Eden uh, and I'll see, like, I don't keep much on there. It's like, it's the projects that I don't plan on holding for long. Like I might, you know, sell them at any time with the floor pumps or whatever. But even then I'm on magic Eden and I'm looking at my collection page and I'm just looking at it. Like literally everything in here could be fucking gone at any moment. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of crazy to think about. But. I did some work for a, for a hedge fund, helping them with uh, their key solutions and, what they do actually is have it's a pretty large fund and they have like seven or eight different offices. They put all their offices with more than 50 people in it. They put a safe, like a biometric safe inside of a locked door and it's multi-sig too. And we, they split up the seed phrases across all their six different safes, like two words each. And there's also biometric iris Damn. and then a different person has a key to it. It's pretty much like the crypto that's just never going to get touched. Like it's not efficient to move it, but yeah, there's levels yeah. to this shit. And like, um, yeah, it's really at the end of the day, it's yeah. like you got to be responsible for your own shit and uh, stop using these. Yeah, I still, I still don't think like, like I, I don't think I'm that big of a target. Like I don't have that many D gods, but there's also, there's always the opportunity to like, Bro, you have who I am. And yeah, I was going to say, I have enough. Sure. And there's always the chance where like, all right, so this is actually, I remember now, like what was make, making me think of this the other day? I was like, what if somebody like runs up in my house and like gun to my head, where's the ledger in the seed phrase? If it's in a safety deposit box or whatever the fuck they're called, I don't know why I'm having a hard time with that. Like I literally can't give it to them. But if it's in my house, you could just, you could just say it's in yeah, the Yeah, but if you memorize box. it too. <laughs> Good. Yeah, bro, yeah, I was going to say, bro, like just yeah, because yeah, somebody I mean, comes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'm a just lot saying, of the security like, talk is like extremes that actually doesn't get to it at certain points, but like the idea yeah, that you want work. another party involved with any type of custody is a risk, right? And especially... That I'm going to bury that shit in my backyard, dude. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Only me and my dog know where it's at. Um, all right. Speaking of like safety <laughs> tools and shit, uh, 
what are what are some of the tools that you use like clearly you're a big like uh analytics guy you know watching other people's wallets watching different uh you know projects and and shit like that what are some of the tools that you use to not only analyze you know your investments but also kind of like track your investments because that to me is a big issue with like knowing what your fucking PL is and web three is trying to keep track of all this shit yeah i mean uh there's some things i keep track of and there's some things i don't but i'll, I'll leave that there but yeah i mean uh the tools i use a lot really is it's kind of, i think people will kind of find it interesting i use like an all twitter account a lot and i'll just hop in very small project spaces and see what they say when you know no one's around uh also like there's a, a discord i'm in that shows the bot activity on twitters and discords uh, shout out nico the anon group one that's super useful Got for it. me because like Bro, my Discord DMs, I, I log on, there's 50, 60 shitty projects. Half of them are rugs that are like, whitelist collab with yeah. you guys, whitelist collab. And I'm like, uh, I just like being able to look at something and seeing right away if it's bullshit or not. Um, Soul Sniper, obviously. Hello Moon, obviously. Uh, Excel, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in like an Excel maxi because like I, I'm in Excel all day. I pretty much speak, speak a second language called Excel, you know? So I, I do all my buying, selling, trading with live token prices and shit inside of. So you track all your own shit, basically. Yeah, I mean, I track my own shit. Uh, when I do taxes, I pay all my taxes for the for the record. Uh, Coin Tracker is pretty good uh, with Coinbase. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't even fucking bother me, IRS. Please don't audit me. Um, but yeah, no, Coin Tracker is like here. really solid. Yeah, uh, big yeah. tax guys love love taxes. God bless America. Yeah, man, it's gonna be an interesting time without a uh, tornado cash for some, for some people. Thankfully, uh, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, nothing really too crazy, man. A lot of it is like social cues because, like, think about why NFTs trade. There's like very few technical reasons, like other than like staking coming out or like this is all just people reacting to uh, you know emotions. So a lot of it is trying yes. to find like the unfiltered emotion from like the the, the founders or whoever the main holders are. Also, like just looking at wallets, bro, like the chain doesn't lie. Everything's on the chain. There is more information. Like before you fucking ask, you know, for anyone's advice in the alpha, like the best alpha is learn how to read soul scan. Like that shit's a book. And once you read the book, oh, like yeah. the information's all there. And uh, yeah, maybe I have to do something with that, with the gods about like breaking down a soul scan step by step. People would just send me soul scans all day because, you know, it takes one day. Oh, like, that, uh, at it. that exists. Yeah, no, it's cool. And then also like, Ch- there's levels to it where you, you could actually watch, uh, you know, go back super long, see what keep keep tabs of how many times someone interacts with a specific wallet. A lot of times there's like group traders running this shit up like, um, yeah. And then there's some software out there where you could visualize blockchain stuff and that's helpful, too. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have like a strategy because I'm a lot of the shit I'm holding these days, to be honest, like I'm not really trying to flip shit right yeah. now. I'm just yeah, I feel that getting liquidity and showing out a little bit, letting, uh, you know, sometimes somebody help me, uh, chapter slate chat. Somebody help me with the name of our website back in the day. That was the blog. And the first post was how to read the blockchain. Somebody help me out. Are we talking about, um, you talking about the, was it D X Y Z? Yeah. It was a D dot dot X Y Z. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if that's, I think so. Yeah. That stuff's super valuable. And, uh, people don't, people are just a little, you know, ignorant of Solana, I think. Like, a lot of people don't know what a validator yeah, like, is. I don't know yeah. fucking shit, dude. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying I think, like, you think how much time doesn't have the motivation really. to learn. <laughs> yeah, but it really does yeah. make you uh, understand this shit better. And, like, once, I also, like, 
you'll hit more mints if you understand how like RPCs and stuff work. But yeah, I mean, oh yeah, it's definitely. Uh, so what do you? Knowledge. What do you think, uh, tools wise or maybe analytics wise, fucking whatever? What do you think is lacking in Solana or Web three that we can uh, we can still build? Yeah, so um, a lot of it is going to be, I think, addressed with the new Metaplex standard coming out. Like, shouts out to Metaplex. Like that that company is different as far as yeah. Word. Shout out to Metaplex and having so Facts. loyal. Um. But yeah, so I think some things that are missing, I guess, would be like we're kind of get just on Solana in, in general or NFTs. Uh, whatever you want, Web three, Solana, NFTs. Yeah, whatever you think is missing. Well, I think it's like crazy that none of these marketplaces came up with a, a solution to not have a floor price and just have a constant liquidity there. Like I know there's a few that, but nothing really caught traction. That's uh, something that will be addressed, you know, shortly. Solana, the mobile mobile payments, but also like NFT liquidity. I think that's probably the biggest one. And like Sharky, Honey, uh, Yaw, Fractal, like all these guys are working on it. But, you know, there's not like a mainstream one yet, in my opinion, at least that's like really doing volume. But once you have NFT liquidity lending, like that completes the loop with DeFi. So then you'll just be fucking, you know, an NFT is almost a DeFi asset at that point if there's liquidity against it. And I think like all yep. the bags will be pumped at that point because uh, people are just going to be locking the NFTs up in protocols, getting sold and buying more NFTs with it, right? And just levering up. And if there's more protocols, they could just loop the leverage and shit. But yeah, I think that's like, I, I'm really excited to see how that progresses. Uh, yeah. Back, back up though. What do you mean by not having a floor price? So like when you buy a stock, right? There's a market maker in the middle of it. So if you, if you just hit a, like there's a, in NFTs, it's all peer to peer, right? Like, yeah, Magic yeah. Eden's facilitating the transaction, but like there could be a, hypothetically, someone is saying like, oh, I'm down to buy a D God at 400 soul permanently. And then, yeah, okay. Like I'm saying like right now it's just one-to-one -one and like technically one person could destroy the floor price for, you know, collections if they want to go fast enough or hard enough, you know? Like what would happen if I took a bot and listed, you know, 50 D gods below the floor? Like that shouldn't be, uh, you know, that shouldn't have be a reality right now with how developed Solana is. Like there should be a minimum liquidity level or like a minimum bid that's always there based on the historicals. But like no, no marketplace wants to step up and do that yet because it's, it's too volatile. But I think that will get get accomplished soon got you okay. you mean like if someone tries to floor 50 like the fucking some someone the marketplace or someone is buying all 50 of them yeah i mean the idea is that like the floor price really isn't a floor price right the floor price is just the lowest listed but just because you list something at the floor price does not mean it's selling there so the idea is that you know if you list something so below what the you know the average or the, the median is of the collection like there should just be an instant buyer like whether it be magic eden whether it be some protocol whether it be ftx like the fact that one person, yeah. like think about if uh, HD wanted to list all his OK Bears one sold down below the floor, the shit would be destroyed in 10 minutes. Like that shouldn't be uh, a reality in Solana. So I think like you'll see like automatic or lowest bid type of uh, situation going on. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting. So what just, uh, like, the marketplace would just fucking buy it and immediately relist it at the yeah, I mean, level I think or what's the. Yeah, I think if it's like 20% below the floor, it's almost in their best interest too. 
Yeah, I mean, that that's like right now it's not happening too much because like bots are doing it for people without them realizing it. Like a very yeah. kind of normal bot thing is buy X below the lowest three listed, like yeah. X percent below. Shout out Zion. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, shout yeah. That's Zion key, yeah. So it's the type of problem that will be solved organically like one way or the other because those bots, you know, you can make decent money. But like you don't have it for all the collections or what, like, you know, I would love to see like a, you know, Magic Eden or another protocol kind of just get involved with that type of stuff but just because yeah. trading it's like risky right it moves fast because one person could really just take out a floor of the right collection something is else there an incentive so, for them to do that besides the possibility of selling it at the forward price and making a little bit a little bit of soul yeah i mean it's about like one party doesn't have patience one would have patience right so like that's the arbitration yeah, and also if they're like if i'm magic eden and so my, my incentive is to keep the floor at a certain price that's you know 30 percent higher than what this shit got listed at or whatever if you're the marketplace you're earning two percent off of every sale the higher the floor is the more money that you make off of those sales so there's your incentive there also i mean if it, if we're talking like actually buying shit that gets you know floored like lowball floored and then reselling it like that that could be an easy like couple bucks every time to kind of keep the floor where it's at. I mean, because imagine if Magic you don't just, see. Yeah, imagine Magic just bought stuff twenty percent below the floor and then did an auction for it for point one salon on the web main site. Like they would make a fuckload of money, you know. Fuck yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the last thing I wanted to say to answer your question was uh, like there's something starting to bubble around called smart NFTs. I don't know if you guys ever heard of them, but uh, it's like you could stake. I mean, you could kind of like lock coins or assets inside of the NFT. So like, say if you had a D God, you could be like, I'm going to pledge, you know, 500 dust and it'll be included with the NFT. I don't know if that's oh, going to be in the new Metaplug standard or something, but I think that's like super interesting where you have intrinsic value to NFTs, not just, uh, you know, art or something. Is that part of like backpack protocol and X NFT? Uh, we got an AMA is. with them tomorrow. Great word. Yeah. Really? Gotta check that shit out. So what kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm out to hop on that. Facts, sure. 100%. What are some of the use cases for that? Why would you want to? Like, think about it. saying, I'm selling this D-Guide at the floor, and it's a package deal, and it comes with... Remember when we interviewed Magic Eden, too? And we were like, hey, you should you should let us list, like, bundles. So you'd yeah. be like, hey, we're selling this and this for X amount. Like, I feel like that's just... I feel like it's a, a no-brainer, but it also is like a sick concept because yo, you can floor a god and, and like add a little juice to it, almost like uh, yo. When we interviewed Magic tool. Eden, they agreed to everything. Should we tell them to just uh, do that thing to uh, buy in under the floor? Yeah, can devs do something? Yeah, bro. I mean, like look at OK Bears, right? Like OK Bears released the you know the coin that's like redeemable for gold or whatever. You saw that? Yeah, yeah. So like, imagine it, now the the owner of the NFT could separate that coin and sell it or whatever. But if it was like a smart NFT, you could be like, oh, there's fucking a real amount of gold inside my NFT right now. And that's the value. Is that yeah. like, if. And, it, and the yeah. coin like matches the. Yeah, yeah. It's like, shit. it's like a chicken pot well, pie. There's going to be Because like all the shit's uh, like inside, uh, bro. It's connected to our D gods pretty soon here. Yo, or Redeemer. what about. Did you guys see that tweet about the, uh, the identical twin D gods this week? Oh, yeah. I did I saw see that. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, like literal twins. So they they were different different when they were alive because there was like different grins on the alive D gods, but dead the traits are literally identical and they're identical twins. And somebody I think it was fucking uh, Pimp Capital maybe 
uh, like swooped them both up, but that like you could potentially sell them on secondary free lunch capital. My bad. Yeah, same uh, guy. Yeah. You could sell them on secondary and you could fucking, you know, sell them for like 3000 soul or something like the only twins in, in the entire what? collection. Although I think there was like one other pair of twins. You could sell them as like, yeah, somebody pack. fucking link me the shit fucking like tweet. I've Bundle never seen this fire. shit. That's crazy. <laughs> I'll find it. And yeah. send it to you. I was going to say, cause um, hey, right, sorry. So, hold on. How is that even possible the shit. amount of trades? The, yeah, that's what I was going to say, because there's, okay... The mouth, So bro. there's two twins, and then there's, what, one glitched? Because, right? Because you guys seen the glitched one. So there's only one glitched... Uh, yeah, you know the glitch... What glitched it how? Was, so it had a... Uh, what was it? It was like... It said radioactive tea. I think it got... Oh, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. The metadata was yeah, fucked yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... So these are, like, if you if you go back and you look at the OG collection, like, the mouth was different. There was, like, a smug mouth. There was, like, a smiling mouth. Shit like that. So they wouldn't have been twins until they got deaded, and then all of the traits are identical because all of the dead gods' mouths are. Yeah, I want to see this shit. So that's what happened. I'll find the tweet for you. But so, anyways, like what I was trying to get at this uh, with this whole lead-on question is, what is the first tool or a tool that you would like to see Dust Labs make? Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious one, right, is the scholarships, but. Just saying scholarships doesn't New really, uh, I don't think it's not like a great word for it as far as like the product B2B value. Just think about think what the data they have now. It's like every fucking DJ on Solana signed up, linked their Discord, linked their Twitter, told something about themselves. It's going to be professionally sorted through a back end. Those are all the active users on Solana, all the ones that are really getting anxious to mint shit. And now think about if you're a web, you know, web two brand that's thinking about an NFT collection. You could go with like, you know, someone that's just, oh yeah, I know NFTs or you go someone like, no, look, we have 15, 20,000 unique data points. This is like how much people have in their wallets right now. This is a good time. So I'm really excited to see like how that kind of takes form because, you know, Frank said like, that's going to be one of the first things that's building is like opening, you know, I think they tweeted that, uh, you know, will be available and stuff. Um, that, oh yeah. Yeah. That's going to be super interesting to me because if the right brand comes along, and uses that data the right way, like that's just going to be the, a very successful mint already and be able to curate their community before it's minted. Like that's the right. whole, yeah. So I'm really excited to see that. And then also I think that like the blockchain is getting ahead of itself a little bit with NFTs. Like there's still not a mainstream payments provider. That's like, you know, I can't pay coffee, go to my coffee shop and use Solana yet. And like, I don't think that's mountain pay getting close yeah i'm saying it's not like a no big deal thing but like it would be really cool for like dust labs to kind of focus on instead of just getting lost in like the little nft world like look at the bigger Mm. picture and like uh you know kind of get involved with real life use cases and you know like tickets for all the irl events like you know working your way into irl shit oh yeah that that to me is a no-brainer is like the the no contact ticket shit for events um, I mean, people yeah, do I that think already, but it's like QR codes and everything. But and then, yeah, something I think we're else well positioned for that being like one of the only NFTs that's already. I mean, we have a basketball team that we can sell tickets uh, for. You know, Facts. yeah, no, Facts. and then something else that's too a, that uh, I don't think anyone talks about enough is like treasury management. Where like I think the D guys did a great job sure. as far as you know making sure that we're alive for the long term. Mm-hmm. Like, think about these yeah. 18, 20 year olds that are minting projects that get two million dollars, like. 
most people, they probably don't even know how to manage their own bank account. And now they're, you know, responsible Facts. for managing of a, a startup company's runway in Solana, you know, with royalties is super unpredictable. So I, I don't think like that's going to be, uh, you know, either deciding to sell half in the stables or keep it all in Solana. Like that's yeah. the treasury management currently. Like that's not sustainable or, if you're trying to get real NFT projects. Yeah. So maybe like a, almost like a DeFi software as a service where your treasury is put into, you know, like a marinade pool or something like that, where you're, it's locked, you're earning a little bit of yield, you're not just blowing through it, and it's not just sitting there doing nothing. Interesting. Yes. I know fric- Friction is doing it's something also, like that already. Um, yeah, DAOs, a it's, a new, it's a new product that they have. Yeah. Uh, but I think like the That's most a good point too. Is, with- uh, like forget about a specific problem for a second. Like think about all the time Frank and the team like think about this shit. Like they know the problems better than I do as like shit founders face. And like we have a community that sure. knows that D God's face. So I think like it's just going to be about communication because, you know, the devs will build it. They just need someone to tell them what to build. And between sure. Frank and all the problems that he's faced, you know, with D Gods and new mints and like, I'm sure that dude has a laundry list of shit that could be better. So like, I think it's just getting the right devs involved and like just watching this shit create value for us. That's a good point too. Like everyone's talking about how, Oh, the scholarship platform, you know, if you are a hyped mint and you don't want to do the bullshit whitelist meta and you want to curate your, uh, you know, community beforehand, you can use this to do it. Um, but I haven't heard it explained in the way where it's like, okay, you're not starting, you know, with 20,000 applications like D gods are, but you instead have the data that has already been collected and you can literally just look at that data and be like, okay, these are the people on Twitter. We're going to give whitelist to. You think we really want to get into selling data though? Are you saying that you would give them the data from what we collected? Well, I mean, it could be part of the application. Yeah. Um, I think Frank said that like you'll have to opt in. So it's not like the guys just going to take your data and sell it. Like I think, which if I'm like, it's my, you know, it's my fucking web three Twitter. Like I would love to, you know, almost like how Mercury made whitelist so much easier in the sense that you just check Mercury and just hit a button. If you're in a discord that you have whitelist for now, I'm, you know, in this, uh, Utes scholarship system and my scholarship is, you know, already completely submitted and it has all the shit that I want in it. And all I have to do is, you know, projects can either pick me or I can just resubmit the same shit over and over again. But the real value that like, I don't think people are realized too, is that like, if you signed up for this D got thing, you're not a bot. So like now you could have no whitelist hypothetically and not have them in botted by just letting these people in the pool, you know, choose it and they get one each or something. But like, yeah. Imagine too, like if a collection comes and be like, yo, only send, uh, only notify people that have more than 300 salon in their wallet for a whitelist. Or only only <laughs> message people that have been on Discord every, every day for the last thirty days, like yeah, like there's so Fuck much that one, but yeah. Once you get the data sorted out, like there's so much valuable shit, and like I always say, like Ledger is the most valuable brand in the world right now. Like you couldn't convince me there's another brand more valuable than Ledger because crypto is like one of the fastest growing you know businesses sectors in history, not even the last couple of years. But like net and you have a bunch of DGENs running around like, yo, buy fucking ledger, buy ledger, buy ledger. Like Word. that's some real yeah. brand power. They they don't do they don't need to advertise anything and they're in every single crypto person's, you know, uh, house or whatever. Facts. And somebody tried to head to do is a, a non ledger dollar. 
hack. Shut up. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody tried to pitch me a non-ledger hardware wallet the other day, and I just straight up was like, uh uh-uh. Like that's probably that's probably a scam. I'm just gonna buy a ledger. That's like the fucking Kleenex of fucking hardware yeah. wallets. Yeah, and when you buy a ledger, it's buy it from the official site or official Amazon store. People Facts. preload like people preload bullshit ledgers with malware, and they'll steal your sneak yeah. peeks. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, ledger's great, and like with with that type of thing, that it's kind of the like same thing with the tornado cash. The more users, the more, the more safe it is. So it's like yeah. Tornado Cash, the best. And the, you could be super anonymous because there's so much money going into that shit every single day. And then with Ledger, it's like super safe because you have millions and millions of users across it. No one's private keys have been, you know, compromised without them doing something stupid yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we got a couple questions uh, from the D Guides community on Twitter that I'm going to ask you. Let me um, uh, let me get one question in first. Sorry, before we. Uh, move to the Go end ahead. here uh i was looking at your discord roles shark and i knew you're on the alpha team but it says you are a development lead what's the deal with that what's that role entail yeah so like community development the real shit is every time i check the discord my role is something different um i don't really know, what, <laughs> I don't really know like to be honest i don't really do like i'm definitely alpha team because like that's what i love and like I, you know i'm good at think but like i think i'm kind of transitioning more into like getting involved with spaces because i think a lot of like traditional alpha callers are kind of they don't want to talk too much to projects but i talk to the you know stock yeah i talk to company ceos every single day so like it's kind of natural for me just to interrogate these guys in a respectful way um so yeah i think maybe they did maybe right. they did the partnership because i'm like spending more time on twitter these days <laughs> cool and then um one other thing was someone had brought up to me i mean like and this had never seemed like a problem to me because i guess i don't didn't know any different but like people that are buying in you know for 300 soul or whatever are have been disappointed kind of like in the the way that the alpha calling is set up in ddow i mean i'm not exactly sure what all their gripes are about it but i feel like they just think i don't know it's not oh yeah I'm, seriously. I'm, happy you, I'm happy you talked about it because i kind of did want to just bring it up for a second so like the problem that we have with the alpha calling is a is like we're D God's alpha, right? So there's pretty strong standard to it. And if we throw in an alpha ping, like we know the floor is kind of going up. So it's like really tough to kind of give people trades. So like, right. Every there's two people. When you do an alpha call, they either want to buy long-term or these motherfuckers are just going to try to flip in 10 minutes. And unfortunately there was a lot of D gods that were just like flipping on our own community a little bit. And like, yeah, that's people can make money, but like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Really, I'm I'm trying to like get people bags for the ledgers, and then also there's like, uh, you know, like sh- say if we put out a call, like then there's fucking 150 D gods buying that shit the second after it. So there's really a very limited amount of collections we could kind of do calls on, uh, just because like if there's only 20 or 30 listed, like it's not going to work. Like I know the floor will go crazy, but. Then it just turns into dumping versus dumping type shit. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, so it, like the first couple people win and then the rest of the D-Gods get fucked that bought in. Yeah. So like when we do calls, we, we're really trying to just explain why it's why we think this way. Not like buy it two and flip it at six. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's just too many D-Gods that are active with a fuckload of Solana that like traditional alpha DAOs, like their calls wouldn't work in what we do. That's why we're really trying to focus on like doing more AMAs, listening to community, um, you know, trying to just 
get whitelist spots that are for hyped up projects because the calls do get really tough because like, bro, I can, you know, we can make a call on any collection and the, the floor price will move volume when we get done. But Literally we're market movers. Yeah. So that that's when it's difficult. And then you also have uh, like, there's, there's liability involved, right? And like, for me, I rather not tell someone buy and then sell there. I'd rather say, Hey, these are the reasons why I think this is a good buy. This is the risk. Here's a lot more information about them. Make your own decision. And I think like, that's why people are upset is that like, we're kind of not giving them the direct, like buy at four, buy at seven, but it, we're rather like, Hey, this is an AMA with the top four NFT liquidity projects. We people are upset about yeah. what the alpha calls recently. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. some newer people, I guess that are like, I bought this, you know, $15,000 JPEG and I was expecting oh, so I could... like the alpha to be a lead or whatever. Oh, I'll give you alpha right now. Buy a Tayo. All they do is fucking flip degen mints and shit like that and in their Discord all day. Yeah, I mean that's also I, something we think about is financial abuse. Yeah, NFA, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's something we think about too, is that like D gods, yeah, there is an alpha chat, but like we're not an alpha DAO. At the heart of it, it's community and like the alpha is super good and like obviously there's a lot of active traders, but that's the alpha chat's so active. But like at the end of the day, yeah, I don't really facts. view it as my job and I think it's gonna be phased out as like yo, buy this bullshit collection at two and sell it at six in the day. Like, congratulations. Like, I'd much rather get sit down with the f- top four, you know, NFT liquidity projects, talk to those guys for an hour. Facts. Then share my opinion on that and let people make their own decision because... Why I can hold that project and, yeah. and you know, maybe at three, 10x in, in a few months or so. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. but and not, I mean, kind of the, and then get whitelisted for the hottest shit that I gave him. I was like, I mean, like, because he was referencing other DAOs where he's making, you know, these flips or whatever. And I'm like, well, the like those projects have nothing going for them besides being an alpha DAO. Like, that's not really the role that we're trying to fill. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, like, I'm not I'm not here. Like, none of us have done this shit before. Right. Like, no one. Alpha DAOs just started happening like six months ago. So, like, if someone has a good idea, like, I'm more than happy to do it. But. I don't think everyone realizes how difficult it is when you have fucking like 5,000 people with a fuckload of Solana that the second you post it, they're not going to read your shit. They're just going to go buy it. Like, it's not like, Ape. that's not yeah. really an alpha call. You know what I mean? That's like just front running people. Facts. God. Like, cause yo, you All guys right. know what um, reads that shit. Like I know people will buy it and read it after, but like, you know, shout out to Aussie had a great I call. Just don't look at but it. Like that's a collection that you have like 10,000 where, you could have a lot of people buy it at once and like, it won't make the floor price go super crazy, but there's not that too what many collection collections I out there. That. Yeah. Vandals. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. So D God Hasselhoff is in the chat asking what you think about, uh, the, about ledger storing customer sensitive data in a way that it can be leaked. Apparently it was stored like in their e-commerce database. I, are you familiar with this or? Uh, I'm not familiar with what he's specifically talking about, but like generally speaking, Ledger is like, kind of best in the So industry. it sounds like Ledger, I guess like they, it was like, okay, so I buy a Ledger and I put in my name and address to get it shipped to my house. Yeah. And apparently that got leaked. Oh. Personally, I'm going to, I'm going to give my take on this now that I understand what the question is. I, that doesn't concern me because the entire point of a Ledger is an offline, like 2FA, uh, you know, key to secure your fucking crypto wallet. I think any like they probably don't manage their e-commerce information the same way that like the actual encryption of the ledger itself 
is uh, is managed. So that's that's my take. Now that I understand what the question is, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, well, my take on, on so, that is that, like, <clears throat> just for context. People's... So oh, yeah, uh, yeah my, my bad. So just for context, so I found what he's talking about. So um, I'm reading. Uh, it's actually on uh, Ledger's website. So it says e- it's under e-commerce and marketing uh, data breach. So um, they have a bounty program, of so, course, and somebody reached out to them from their bounty program that said that there was a, uh, a data breach that, um, according to them, like was leaking people's emails. And it was 95 different people, 9,500 people who were um, affected. They were all emailed. And then also the fix was uh, immediately uh, fixed. But yeah, that's just for context. But I'm listening to you guys. Yeah. I mean, for all for all those fuckers, like there's Solana or ETH, Bitcoin. Like I'm a privacy maxi, so like the more privacy, the better. And a lot of times, there's like assumed guiltiness that goes along with that, but that's just like the old way of thinking. But so yeah, any information that gets out about you is not it. But like this is Web three. If you're buying merch and don't have a PO box, like you should probably just get a PO box. If you if you're putting your address into these sketchy, uh, you know, merch websites or whatever, not not the Digas one, but. Like if you're putting your address in with blockchain, that's a lot of fucking financial history potentially available on the blockchain. And if the right eyes come across, what about that, people that uh, yeah. DM you and want to send you free merch and you give them your address? <laughs> I mean, it's it's really it's just gonna get worse. Well, the, well, I was gonna say the planet knows where JB lives because he's got all he's got more merch than all of us. So <laughs> fuck yeah yeah. I've actually been thinking about a, sa- a safety deposit box and a PO box. I've been thinking about. It. So I, do you have a PO box, Shark? Yeah, I got a few. Okay, so if somebody sends you a package, because like a P.O. box is like fucking small. If somebody sends you a package, how does that work? You just go to the post office and pick it up or they're like, hey, this doesn't matter. Uh, with a P.O. P.O. box, box a lot of times, yeah, you, you could definitely get packages at them. But yeah, it depends on like whatever post office or something. I would just ask them because I, I would imagine it's super different like locally. All right, I'll have to check that out. That's been my number one concern because it's like the P.O. boxes where I live are like, smaller than a fucking like suburbs mailbox because the post office is old as shit so i don't know how that works yeah i mean the one i have it's like they just they'll uh it's a little bigger but like anything big they'll call me but it's like a little super local um so uh would you ever consider uh, quitting your web2 hedge fund job to work full-time web3 and if you did what would you do in web3 yeah, I mean, like right now, I'm, I'm not at that point. But like, when I was working at the bank in 2017, I was actually really close to doing it. Like I was fucking there. And then that's when crypto crashed. And I told myself at that point, I was like, yo, I'm never gonna fucking, you know, mix business and pleasure again. Because if I took that job, I pretty much would have just quit my job and then got fired like the next week when crypto just got absolutely decimated. Mm-hmm. Like it was literally weeks before it. Mm-hmm. So then I told myself, it's kind of like just my life hedge is that like, if, if I'm working in traditional finance like i do my weekends on crypto but like i think it gets dangerous when you put all your eggs in one basket to that level just given like how long a crypto winter could you know the last crypto winter was what like two three years and shit um but yeah i mean i wouldn't consider it but like i'm super happy with uh what i'm doing now and like enjoy it every day trading talking to ceos but yeah um stepin is dead right Slate's gonna be poor forever. Um, no, man. I mean, Stepin, bro. This, I, I really can't understand. Like, bro, I, I've thought a lot about this shit, and I can't understand what the founders really are, is going through their head. 
other than the fact that there must be some like malicious intent potentially. Because really the, the whole thing that fucked up with Step, it's a dual tokenomic system. And I don't need to get too much into it, but I know a few guys listening care about it. So there's like GST and GMT. These motherfuckers never let you earn GMT. And that's like the thing that's supposed to balance out the whole game. So now yeah. they just have a, their main tokens yeah. and unlimited supply with no cap across three different chains. Like, what do you think is going to happen? They got to roll out GMT <laughs> and roll out renting. And then like their user base is still there. It's kind of, uh, you know, stagnant a little bit, but yeah, I, I am bullish. I have. I've sold a few shoes, but I'm still holding like a lot. Yeah, of I was just going to ask that, bro. Are we still bullish, bro? Because I remember like the first time I talked to you, bro, I come in the fucking voice <laughs> chat or some nah. shit. It's like, yo, chapter, bro, fucking step it, blah, blah, blah. But that was, this was like months ago. But that's why I'm just like, oh, yeah, you would have made bullish. a bag, though. If hey, you had true, done it. true. And like, like anything that fucking, fucking shark says, bro. Yes, of course. But that's why I was asking. Are we still bullish like on stepping? Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, like as far as stepping as a platform, like that is the most successful NFT collection in history, period. Like they were made $128 million in Q2. Like those motherfuckers made more money than Yuga Labs and all these people and have way more active users. Like 30% of the people they on they onboarded never used the blockchain before. So they're actually onboarding native users. And like the most successful thing is they made a, you know, an app that is on the blockchain that no users really have the idea of. But yeah, until they integrate GMT, like I'm not really going to be backing the truck up here because they just have sure. an unlimited supply token across three things. But, you know, the brands there. I kind um, of. Yeah. I tend to attribute stuff uh, like probably before it being malicious, because why would they shoot themselves in the foot? It's probably just incompetence at some level. there, just not really knowing what to do. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I, I think it's intentional somewhat. I mean, this is all my speculation, right? I'm not trying to get stewed. Steppen's like a real company. Um, but sure. um, I think that they're trying to bring the prices down of the shoes to like where they're at now. And, that, and that's when they integrate GMT, because once they do that, GMT's the tokenomics will kind of keep the value around that. So I think they just, they just like, so they just decided to like fuck their whole, fuck their whole user base and be like, let's start it over. Yeah, because I think they just want a bigger user base still. So if they just get that entry point down. But yeah, I would just make the point, though, like my whole strategy in the beginning was not telling people to buy. It was just giving them information. And uh, if you got in when I got in and like I did the whole Mickey's fucking AMA at that point, too, and a D-Gods yeah. one, like it was cash back in 28 days. And that was before Binance goes. So, yeah, I would like to think that, like, you know, people uh, kind of understood but also the the one thing too that you can't just evaluate stepping on like profit loss type of criteria like i know like a lot of my friends lost like 30 40 pounds got a new girlfriend and now you know doing something like you can't really put a price on that shit like for real life or prevents a heart attack like you don't even know the real cost or you know real gains that will come out of stepping Oh, oh shit, yeah, bro! So you're so. I obviously didn't do it enough. He's talking about fucking. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's talking about health gains, bro. Holy shit! He's like, yeah, bro, you don't really know how low somebody's blood Yo, pressure actually dropped. Like, that shit. Like, Yo, that, oh, that was my last question. Actually, that was my last question. So somebody asked about your breakfast routine. Apparently, it's always the same, and it's split Monday through Thursday and Friday through Sunday. But that made me wonder because you're the alpha guy. What's your uh, what's your IRL alpha? Mine is everybody should own a bidet. Now you. <laughs> that is true, though. Uh, my IRL alpha. 
I would say Androids, bro. Sorry, that's that's a hot Let's take. Let's fucking go. Fuck you heard it right here. Right, thanks for coming, nah, guys. Nah, uh, this you is going to be your episode of the day. No, let me just make go ahead, a, drop those bars. Let's go. Let me just make a, let me drop a bar real quick. Like you know how you, <laughs> go hold, ahead, go ahead. you know how you think about ETH NFT traders? Mm-hmm. That's how I think about people that are like, yo, and I have an iPhone. Like, don't get me wrong, I got an Android and an iPhone, but mm-hmm. um, like I iPhones is inferior technology in my opinion. And like you don't understand it until you Okay, so it. what's the benefit of the Android then? Yo, so yeah. like when your phone dies, what do you do? You you sit by a charger for like I could swap a battery. I could I got removable die. memory on my Android. I could just swap SD cards. Like I literally was swapping out of my GoPro when I was surfing to my phone and watch the video in a second. All right, that's Those that's nice. facts. Nice. That's always been like swappable battery and memory is like a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, it's also... But just, iPhone's always been, like, out-of-the-box, ease-of-use, user experience. That's kind of their whole deal. Yeah, but... And also, my shit's, like, really fucking waterproof and drop-proof. Like, I've dropped this shit pretty good, and it hasn't. And then also, uh... Yeah, it's... Like, can, I just... Can you give me another one? Because, it, like, you're not gonna swap iPhone, people. Give me another IRL alpha. Like, a bidet is easy. Bo- it's 30 bucks. It attaches to your fucking toilet, like... Yo, but this is America, I, bro. Like, people are, like homophobic and shit they're afraid of bidets this is america oh i thought you're gonna say this is america nobody's buying a fucking android all right i'll give i'll give some real um, alpha I'm uh, no one's one more one more i'll give some real alpha and this is super personal for me um for like the first 25 years of my life i i was like super anti-massages i was like i don't want some random fucking person touching me like i'm good on that i love massage then I, I got a gift and i got a massage and i was like it was a life-changing experience, man. It was like an hour and a half. And I was just like, came out of that. I'm like, yo, I'm ready to fucking build something, like do crazy shit. So I would say like, treat yourself, yeah. get a massage. Like that's the alpha. All right. So now we know that, that he's the web three alpha guy for a reason. <laughs> His IRL alpha was buy an Android and get massages. Yo, yours was a <laughs> get on, a bidet, bro. dude. I mean, wait, you want, uh, yeah, that, I stand by that shit. 30 quality bucks. Of life, quality of life. Quality of life. Yeah, uh, also, I, I got another out. one. Uh, I would say, like, this is... All right, redeem yourself. This one, no, this is this might be a <laughs> less popular than the fucking uh, iPhone one, but uh, I haven't eaten, like, meat, or I've been vegetarian or vegan for over 13 years now. And uh, I would say, like... That's legit. Before you guys say anything, just think about how long you've been eating the same way for, the, you know, the same shit for, what, 10, 15 years? Just try something for a month properly and like see how you feel, you know. Oh, my wife is like yeah, dude, barely like- ever eats anything besides seafood. So like most of my meals at the house are vegetarian. I'm I I get down with that. It doesn't like it personally. I don't feel like it impacts me at all. But like she is on a whole nother level uh, yeah, if she even eats like a piece of fucking red meat versus like veggies and shit. Yeah, so I mean the fact I can get down with know, that one. There's- I want to circle back real quick to the. Uh- to the uh massages and i was against massages too and i got one gifted and this bitch that was giving him the massage was fucking like burping the whole time bro and so that's the last <laughs> oh, time i, I was gonna say i thought she was burping hey, you was bro i was say, like what bro no she was just like burping <laughs> under her breath like she just ate lunch i could smell it and shit bro i was like hey i will i'll take you to my massage place like this shit's like hey, hey yeah, i'll compound yeah, okay. up, bro. Um, hey that sounds dope yeah you guys all you guys all gotta come through here and like we'll do some one of the spots I'm from South Florida, yeah, so facts, you, bro. I, I, Wait, I, you I'm not, here, bro. I'll, I'll compound on that. Yeah, we won't get into it on here. I'll, I'll compound on your on your massage alpha. So if you go to uh, and 
the place I'm referencing is in Boynton Beach, which is not as far south as Miami is, but still South Florida. Go to uh, instead of like a Swedish massage place where you're going to get like a 60 minute massage and it's like 100 bucks. Go to a reflexology place, full body reflexology. I used to go to this spot in Boynton Beach. Uh, it was called Bow. And it was technically like a foot. Yeah, it works. Place. That's reflexology but of his feet. Yeah. For, yep. For fucking, uh, for like 45 bucks, I would get a 90 minute massage and I would have some little Asian man beat the living shit out of my entire body <laughs> for 90 minutes, bro. So skip like the fancy ass, uh, you know, Swedish massage place. Uh, I can't even think of like some of the names of these spas off the top of my head. Look for like a hole in the wall reflexology place. And ideally, like you're in one room with a bunch of people and a bunch of little Asian men and they're just going to fuck you up. But it's going to be like the best experience <laughs> of your life and the best value massage of your life. So I'll compound that for a bit. You, uh, you when we were DMing earlier said you had to choose your shoey equipment. Does that mean you're about to rip a shoey on the live stream? So, so I do have some, I have like a little plan in my head, but I can't do it. Uh, without doxing so like i'm gonna i'm gonna have a video uh drop tonight i'll go yeah with i was gonna say it. <laughs> hey, it's no, all good see, i can't i can't do it right now but uh yeah. i was slide that little uh slide that little uh bandana no, so you want to hear the alpha go. i guess people aren't gonna hear it before it um <laughs> wait you guys ever hear of rumping a beer like it's when Whoa, you just bang it against like pause, bro? come on bro Oh, uh, well, first of Have all, you guys heard of it or not? I, I, I know what you're talking about. I've never heard it called a rumping because a rump is, is it a butt, butt chugging. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pause. I know nope. opera singers do he's that. Talking about, but... Are you talking about when you like you smash it on your head and you bite into it and you shotgun it? So basically? like, tell me if this is a crazy idea or not. So what I was going to do is I was going to first take a white claw, bang against my head and drink that and then dump a yep. white claw into a shoey and then take a bong rip all in like 20 seconds. Yeah. You oh, yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Right. Rump, but I was gonna say this was fucking. So you, what did you call it? You call it rump, rump. Why the fuck do you call it a rump chug? <laughs> rump chug. I didn't say that. No, I called it a rump <laughs> chug. I called it a rump chug in the chat. He said rumping, I think. Yeah, rumple or rump. Oh, I feel rumple like there's some like, local bro? names for all like common beer shit. I've heard of rumplemans, <laughs> like the uh, like the peppermint. Booze. Yeah, I was gonna say. But, but you know, yeah. like fucking rump chugging, bro, because it's like opera singers. Like that's what they would do, bro. They would chug like fucking like hella alcohol anally, like before they go on what? stage. Oh my God. Yeah, you guys didn't know that. That's an opera, yeah, it's an opera thing because you know that. Why? No, bro. So then that way, when they go out on stage, bro, like nobody <laughs> knows that the they're fucking. Yeah, that shit, bro. Bro, hey, Holy it's facts, shit. bro. Why couldn't they just? It's facts. Why couldn't they just drink it down their throat and not tell anybody? Hey, I, like, what's? Yeah, I don't backstage. understand, bro. Well, I I don't know, bro. I don't know if it's just I because, like, you know, singers. like, yeah. I was gonna say I don't. Know if it's I'm gonna have that to fact I'll, check that. Hey, fact check it, bro. Bro, it's I'm on thing. Google right now, and this is like, we're this it, is not even like fifth page of Google, bro. Shit. It, yeah, no it's chance. it's a thing, bro. Opera singers, fucking, you know, rump chugging. I chugged their yeah, rump chugging. There it is. Opera singers okay. rug chugging. Well, we're gonna we're gonna think of a different word for what Shark is gonna do. Uh, yeah, word. Shoey video. <laughs> I you said uh, shoey equipment, so I brought a shoe and I brought a, a fresh beer up here with me just in case. But well, you should do well, it. Well, I was gonna say you're the chief shoey officer. You should can always I, have. That. I could do it. I'll take my computer outside, set it up real quick, and then I I'll do it with like my back to it. Is that cool? Yeah, run it. All right. Yeah, let's. Wouldn't it be to keep their vocal cords fresh? 
Why would that confirmed be Johnny sins? Well, because they're not drinking the beer, but you would think like it yeah, would it's lubricate liquid, his though. throat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I guess I, I just know. wanted to get super fucked up because don't you get super drunk if you put some shit up your butt? I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, so. bro. Like, but uh, I know that this. Is I know thing. a guy straight. I know a guy stream. that literally did a butt chug uh, with a beer bong. He's a fucking. Wait, how, how's the best way to do this? You think? Because I have to drink it and also bang it on my head. So should I just take a step back and do it like from the uh, side? Well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I've never been in this situation. I think. Um, <laughs> Weird ass. <laughs> yeah, I think I think just back up a little bit. Um, Oh, shit. This is some yeah, fucking I've never s- hole in your mask. Yeah, we can see you. Yeah, yeah, we got you, bro. Oh, yeah, that's a great spot. <laughs> yeah, it worked. I'm going to give you a head start. To rump it. Yeah, uh, this is key to rump it. You got to stop yeah, saying like, rump, rump it. Rump it. This is probably what his homies be saying. They'll be crowding around him like, rump it, uh, rump it. it. And I'm just going to be like, pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Pause. Cheers. Oh, sh- okay. This dude says he's going to fucking kill himself? Okay. Rump it. Yeah. Rump it. This is the, the Rumpelstiltskin, bro. Yep. Fire. Will he litter, though? Will he litter? <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, shout out to Responsibility. Let's go. Oh, is he doing shit. the shoey? He's a little backed up on my shoes. No, he shoes. is. Yeah, he's, he's going. going. He's pouring right, up. That's some culture ass shit, so bro. Foamy. Some culture ass shit. Facts. Oh man. <laughs> what is this? Now what's he doing? Yeah, we saw that uh, shit, bro. We don't know what you're doing with your face. Kinda. Yeah, we I was gonna say I seen that shit, bro. Oh man. We saw you like rap like, I don't know, you look like baby clothes or something. I think you're like a big enough bro. hole on that shit, but <laughs> Oh let's go. Well done. That was uh fire. Yeah. Good episode. Guys, thank you. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for coming out. Never been so bricked in my life. Appreciate you, Johnny boy. Sharky sure. boy. Yeah, the homie. Good to have you in the community, brother. Likewise, guys. Love you. You guys all gotta fucking come to Miami ASAP. The slate chapter. We out. Bruh.